The college experience midweek college basketball report and FCS week three picks preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better college basketball, FCS, college football. NHL, NBA, they got you covered. Just go to BetQL.com, promo code SGP30. That's BetQL.com, promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insight, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube, but for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG betting that's legal in 40 different states. Sign up at betteredge.com promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's betteredge, B E T T O R edge.com promo code SGP. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience, college basketball, midweek report and FCS week two or three picks, depending on what the hell you label the week as my name is Colby swinging Dan to base Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick and I'm joined by former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating sideline kiss stealing wheeling and dealing Patty C in the place to be that was loud that was guys coming in with heat I cupped the uh, mic for that one guys coming in with kind of like it's loud when you cup your balls and you know (laughs) give it give it a little stroke I don't know what the hell I'm talking about it does get loud when I'm stroking my dong sometimes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, that, that, uh, <laughs> too much speaking information of, early speaking on of, of, uh, wearing a cup, I guess maybe in his men's basketball league, perhaps he wore <laughs> a cup last time he played in the season. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking homebrew making tobacco road, living the free lock fan of Ernest Givens, former, former Herndon basketball league MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What is going on? How you boys doing today? Did you wear a cup or not in your, in your men's basketball <laughs> oh, league? What am I like 80 years old? <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, a cup. Also, also hold on. Let it be known that Colby and Patty C are in their studio together on the West coast. I'm on the East coast. So whatever stroking is going on over there, <laughs> I am not part of it. Well, you should be so lucky. <laughs> Uh, we have fun over here, buddy. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was going to say I, a cup saved my life in high school. I was, I, I played safety. Mm-hmm. I came up to stop the run, right? Our starting tailback who should have been a fullback 
truck me at the line of scrimmage. I rolled back on my back. My feet went straight up in the air like I was a, a whore about to get plowed, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and he steps on my nuts as he runs over top of me oh for a touchdown. God. Yeah, but if it weren't for that cup, I'd be a less manly man today. Yeah. He he might have done some people a favor <laughs> if he weren't wearing that cup. That cup is but you, you better wear a cup on the football field. Basketball court a little bit different. Yeah, that's true. But a lot of those dudes don't do it. They're, like once you get to college and uh, definitely the pros it slows you down, man. Yeah, it's like every every step counts, I guess. But geez, like it's yeah. hard to have that BDE when the a cup is, you know, they're bl- blocking it. <laughs> cramping, cramping your steeds. I mean, I, I think when Daniel Jones had that 70 yard run against the Eagles and he was about to score a touchdown and he fell, it's because he was wearing a cup. That's right. Only <laughs> white guys wear cups. I feel like black, black dudes, <laughs> it, 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 that thing would wrap around to like your, your fucking Yeah, It's like, you spine. don't have a big enough cup, right? right? <laughs> uh, Dude, I mean this. This is just there. There's like so much to talk about. We got obviously we're a week closer to March Madness. FCS on the way. College football talk. Uh, but let's just start off with Patty C's Wahoos, who just lost their third in a row, a home game to NC State without some. They, they weren't even healthy. Uh, Patty C, are we are we starting to freak out about the Wahoos and will they lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament? Well, let me say this um, again with Walden Tensai being out. I looked at the um, sp- uh, stats for the game. They're only playing eight guys, and one of them is uh, Francis Cafaro, who you want to talk about an ultimate stiff. This guy makes Jack Salt look like Michael Jordan. Okay, <laughs> he's big and he's he's seven feet tall or whatever, but gosh, he's He's as stiff as they come. So if that guy's their sixth man, they're in trouble. And it's weird because they, at the beginning of the season, they were playing like 15 dudes and he was like the last man off the bench. So I don't know what's happened, but I mean, Beekman and Murphy are good, but they're not like ready for the big time. They're not ready to take them deep. You know, obviously Hauser and Huff are there, but Walden Tensai is probably really maybe even number the number two player on that team right now to Hauser, but certainly at least number three. So or two. Oh come on, Huff and Hauser are one and two, obviously. Well, I would say Huff's number one, um, and then Hauser is right there. But I think Walden Tensai, from what I've seen, I, I mean, I would give Hauser number two. But Walden Tensai is not that far, but he's not nearly as heralded, obviously. But he he's an impact player for them, big time, I think. Yeah, but this time of the year, I don't want to hear that excuse because this time of year, most players or most teams are down a player. You know, I mean, NC State, for example, Dan yeah. Daniels, their best player out for the year, torn ACL. They're they're number one leading scorer. Uh, so I, hey, man, that's that's an excuse if you ask me. Uh, well, Ooh, it is. Ooh <laughs> love it, love I'm, it. Getting chippy here, I I'm, like it. I'm not saying it's a good excuse, but it is a reason that they're not doing better. Nick, sure. What's sure. what's your take on the Wahoos here? I don't know. I they better figure stuff out soon. <clears throat> I mean, last couple of years, their you know margin of error has been really slim. And last year, when they you know pulled off like what ten in a row or something, I think every game was like within like a bucket. Yeah. You know, so uh, for whatever reason, they're not you know down the stretch. Where actually, the, the, this game here, I think NC State was up pretty much the whole game, which was uh, surprising. So I, I'm not sure what happened with this this NC State game. I, I wasn't able to watch it tonight. Uh, but um, it's just down the stretch. They need to make more winning plays. I mean, it sounds simple. That's not the greatest breakdown ever, but I mean, I watched what else it. Say? I, I watched it and really it was just uh, the NC state offense was just better. And I it, like, well, they got out early. I, I yeah. clicked to it. And it was 17 to four. I was like, jeez. I mean, UVA chip, chip, chipped away at it to the very end, but couldn't what the last I saw was 63 to 58. 
So obviously I'll say Hauser and Huff aren't great defenders. They're, they're solid, but I think they're missing some really good interior defenders. Uh, Well, look, I mean, the remaining schedule now with that, this now could be really dangerous for, uh, I mean, now what Louisville and Clemson are in North Carolina. Well, not North Carolina. Well, yeah. North Carolina and Duke are now just a, what a, uh, a half game back from UVA. Is that what I'm seeing? Ugh. I mean, Virginia tech. No, no, no. Okay. So I, I don't know. Cause it hasn't added that game yet. Their standings haven't added that game yet. So I think uh, one game back would be what they are, but I mean, here, here, the Wahoos are, I mean, they could end up being like a five seed in the ACC tournament. If it shakes out, you know, uh, if what, what is their remaining schedule pulling it up now? They get Miami. Who's getting killed by uh, Florida state right now. Miami only with, uh, I think six scholarship players playing tonight. Uh, and then at Louisville. So Virginia certainly could uh, still lose to Louisville. And, and I mean, I guess maybe even Miami, the way they're playing right now. I mean, tax right there. Virginia, you said it, they were 11 and four in conference. Uh, has this, I don't think this is adjusted yet. So you think they're 11 and five in conference in that case, they're probably, I mean, potentially percentage points behind. Uh, no, Louis- no, no, no. It's four. It's four. four. It's okay. four. Yeah. So, I mean, depends. So they're, they're safe. I think, right? Yeah. Unless I mean, cause tech is number three at eight and four in conference Louisville, seven and four, and then Clemson, uh, and North Carolina both have five losses. So, but if UVA lose again, they're on a three game slide and they haven't looked very good at all in any of them. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, what's crazy is that then we talk North Carolina, right? And, and I was on this one. I can't believe, I don't know how I didn't lock it up on the, cause I locked it up on the SGP show last night and I said, sprinkle some on the money line playing Marquette was a crazy game to me. And I, I thought, Hey man, the big East, Yes, the, like Marquette is a good team. I know their record is not good, but I'm saying like they're better than I than I think their record indicates. Sure. And and I they, what do they excel at? They have great guard play. What is the weakness of North Carolina? Well, they have bad guard play. So I I was all over this last night when it was a nine point spread. Ended at a ten point spread. I said take uh, Marquette and also sprinkle some on the money line. Oh, I'm an idiot because I locked North Carolina. I. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Carolina only hurts their case now after that, that strong Louisville ad outing. I know they're still in Carolina's good. They're in. You think if they, if they lose out the, the, that they're in probably um, first off, I mean, the chances of them, of them losing out, let's pull up their schedule here. I think they're, they're pretty safely in right now. Um, I you think got they could lose uh, out, right? Florida state, Syracuse, Duke. I mean, that's, that's a pretty rough stretch that's, there. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I think they certainly could lose out. Yeah, I think they're still good though, especially you know the, the, they'll probably win at least one in the ACC tournament. Um, I I think they're okay. Let me ask you. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that they'll win one for sure. I mean, what like I don't know how that would shake out right now. Who would they draw right now? They're what currently sixth in the ACC. So what would that mean that the, the Lunar? They would yeah. probably face someone else in the mid like in the the mid tier because I think that the top four schools get a double by. Uh, five through eight get a single buy, um, so they would they would probably face somebody um uh, right around their grouping. <laughs> like I let them get Georgia Tech or Sarah. I mean, I, I'm not bullish on Syracuse, but I think Georgia Tech could definitely beat North Carolina anytime on the court. NC State's already done it once, so that we just saw what they did to Virginia. I, I yeah, but it. hey, earlier in the week they beat Louisville by 45. Okay, but, so 
granted that each, all these schools could beat UNC. I don't think UNC is going to lose them all. That's true. Yeah, so yeah, if, if they lose four in a row, then you have to be concerned, but I don't see that happening. They're going to win at least a couple of these games. I, I think I was saying this though. I think Marquette's better than Louisville. Call me crazy. I've watched. I mean, I know they have a losing record, but I watched them. What they beat uh, Wisconsin. I watched them beat. Uh, I, I've seen them beat good teams this year. Was it Creighton? They beat, I think. So I'm like, Louisville has has zero. What tier tier? Uh, what what is their tier one victories quad, or whatever? Quad, quad, yeah, quad one. Yeah. I I just have not been impressed by Louisville all year. So I I, I to me it was much. I mean, it's a 45 point win against Louisville. I don't care who you are. That's impressive. But uh. I, I thought it was crazier that they added that Marquette game. I thought it was crazy of them. I, I truly did. I was like, you guys are crazy. Their guards are nasty. So um, yeah, I, I I'm sitting good over here, buddy. Sitting good. 10 point dog. Give me that all day. Can't believe I didn't lock it on that fucking new site. Did they, uh, what but was the final score of that? They won by like 10 or 14 or something. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to say, Nick? I was going to say Louisville. I totally agree. I mean, you don't know what team you're going to get. I don't, I, th- once again, I think they're, they're probably pretty securely in the tournament. You know, um, they have three games left also. Once again, a tough three, a, a tough three game stretch at Duke at VT home against UVA. Well, I got, um, I got news for you, buddy. Joe Lenardi's a final eight teams in Maryland as the strongest team in right. Second to last is our second strongest is Louisville. Third Seton Hall, fourth VCU, five Indiana, six Xavier, seven Minnesota, eight Colorado State, who hasn't played in forever. Those guys are in. Stanford, the first team out. UConn, the second team out. Duke, the third team out. Now, Duke coming out of nowhere after Jalen Johnson's out. They've won, they're six and oh when he doesn't play. And now he's done for good. Richmond after that, and then St. Louis, SMU, Utah State, and Georgia Tech. So, Georgia Tech, that's another thing, dude, is Georgia Tech is a team that could make the NCAA tournament. Well, let's talk about your blue devils, buddy. <laughs> yeah, man. We have uh, signs of life. You know, it's almost like coach K's a pretty good coach <laughs> and there's some talent there. You know, uh, we've said it before this year was, you know, everything that could possibly go wrong for one of his youngest teams ever did, you know, with COVID and lack of a, uh, a preseason, a lack of exhibition games. And then, you know, cancellations and injuries and Here stuff comes the Duke. And what, and what, <laughs> and when is Duke's next game? I'm trying to pull up their schedule on the fly right now. Duke uh, plays Louisville Saturday. I like Duke to win that man. I think they're a better basketball team this year. I I'm telling you Louisville is one of these teams that I've, I, I I've watched a bunch. The only time I think I was really impressed by Louisville was when they beat Western Kentucky. That was like the only, and that was like the third game of the season. Every other time I've watched Louisville, I've been like, now they're going to lose in the first round. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. If they get in the tournament, I'm looking to to fade them because I I don't have any faith in this uh, Cardinal team. Yeah. Uh and I wonder, what do you think about the Mac the the, the Mac hire? You think that's going to work out at Louisville? Overall, I still like him as a coach. I thought it was an excellent hire when he got there. And uh yeah, I mean, I, you know, give him some more time. He's I think he's done decent there. Um I yeah, I'm not ready to, you know, throw the towel in on 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 Chris Mack yet. I like him too, but I, I definitely think uh, they haven't looked great. I mean, it's early and this is year, this year's crazy. So I guess, I guess you're right there. Um, so here we are. Florida state's got to run away with this thing. I think now they're beating Miami by like 20 um, Virginia at two, Virginia tech at three Louisville at four Clemson destroyed wake forest today. 
I should have locked it up. I, who did? Did uh, Patty lock it up? Yeah, Patty did. And and I was going to lock it up, but I was like, why is this line so low? College yeah. basketball has been fucking with me lately. So I was like, they must know something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I stay away you, from that mind frame. If it looks obvious, I'm taking it. <laughs> fuck them. I've got, they don't call him Patty sizzle for nothing. Patty C has been hot lately. <laughs> he has man uh, leading the, uh, the, like the college basketball handicapping realm there <laughs> for three days. But you know, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take, take the credit it, where I can get take it. Take yep. it all day, buddy. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Do we anything else about the ACC? Do we want to touch on here? Does uh, do you think Duke and Georgia Tech will get in? Duke on the bubble is getting in. Yeah, I think so too. There's no way. Well, I also have... think they're going to beat Louisville. So I mean, I think Louisville might be the team that ends up on the outside. Yeah. I mean, Louisville's got to play Carolina too. So where is Louisville, is Louisville on the bubble right now? Too? Yeah, is he's not there. There, he has them as a uh, uh, Lenardi has four by. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I mean that 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 game could be the difference. I mean, I in basketball is it the same as football? So supposedly that late season games have a little more weight uh, potentially. Than I don't think so. I think it's just. Uh, I mean, look at the resume. It yeah. has to. They can They have a to little fight. bit. I think a lot of times you'll hear like their their record in the last ten. Okay. So it, it it's a factor, but I think it's more of a minor factor. Gotcha. Um, man. Okay. Lots of college basketball right now. We got Rutgers currently up. I think what five on Indiana. That's a team that is uh last four in Indiana coming off that loss. Let's talk about that. Indiana loses to Michigan state. Michigan state then goes on to beat Illinois. All of a sudden these blue bloods Duke with the exception of Carolina Duke, uh, Michigan state and Kentucky goes on the road and, and really fucks up Tennessee. I think by 15 in a game that I was on, on the money line. Um, are, 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 are we going to see these teams get in this thing? Michigan state plays someone really good next. I believe because they, they can grab another tier they, one victory. They play, they play Ohio state tomorrow. Yeah. If they beat them, then you're saying, dude, they just beat two potential one seeds, <laughs> right? One or two seeds. And How then you keep that and then out? Indiana's in the NCAA tournament. They just beat right. them at Indiana. Look, I know we all don't want to see them in there, but you got to admit it makes it a little more interesting when you got really low seeds that have that high of a ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. if they are blue bloods, like you got an 11 seed that's 12 seed. That's just as likely to win it all as like a fucking three seed. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Behind me on the television is Tulane and Memphis in a game. I took Memphis plus, or I took Tulane plus twelve, and a, a fight broke out. So, um, that, but hey, going back to Michigan State here, not only do they have Ohio State coming up, but they also have at Maryland, Indiana, and at Michigan left on the schedule. <laughs> so on one hand, opportunity is there. On the other hand, that's a brutal last schedule. And I'm not, I'm not ready to say Michigan state is a good team just yet. Nice win for sure. Two of them, um, two of them, buddy, Indiana and, uh, and Illinois, right. Right. Um, Kentucky though. And they look go, confident. They don't go, look like flukes. Kentucky's so. going to have to win the sec tournament. Yeah. Or at least what get to the sec championship game maybe, but, um, cause I know their strength of schedule is in the top five and any, if we had to place bets, Duke in, we think, right? I'm not 100% yes. sure, but if I had to, if I had to bet right now, I'd say yes. Who does Duke get after that? They get Carolina, right? So they have two games left. It's Georgia Louisville. Tech and UNC. Oh, the so Georgia they get Tech home, game. home, home against Louisville at Georgia Tech at UNC. How many? They got to go. What two and one in that stretch? 
and then win a couple games in the ACC. Well, they also need other teams to lose. If Louisville, that's what, yeah. and, and other teams have been losing, and usually they always say teams usually play themselves off the bubble than than teams that that make their way in the tournament. Mostly because a lot of these bubble schools are just kind of average teams, you know. That's why they're on the bubble. Um, but yeah, I think I think two and one, and I think Duke would probably be looking pretty good, especially if, if they can get one more win in the ACC tournament. And like you said, the committee is going to be starving for for some big name schools. So I, I'd be surprised if they go two and one in the regular season to end it, and I then at least it. one win in the tournament. I think they're though. in. I, I fucking hate that. Like Nick we need showing his white privilege over there. Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> I just hate. Oh, let's put Duke in the tournament. Right. Um. I and by they the way, need me. I, I I thought that the NCAA gave Stanford some love there, some bullshit in my opinion. So Stanford was playing. I think they gave them four wins that became quad one victories because they weren't played mm. in Palo Alto. They yeah. played in uh, Santa Cruz, which is only forty five minute drive. Right. So they gave them r- neutral site games there, which then f- knocked those wins up to tier one or, or whatever uh, the fuck you call quad, it. Yeah, quad, quad one. Yeah. Um, what's your guys stance on that? I thought that was bullshit. Pretty stupid. I mean, I, I presumably well, I mean, stupid. They couldn't play in their own in ca- own County. First off, but right. yes, I, I so that was not their fault. That's just the, yeah. uh, <laughs> the, the politics of the County. Yeah, yeah. But, but still 40 minutes away. That's the, Arizona came from Tucson and lost to them. They're they're giving that a neutral site game. Right. Yeah, UCLA has I mean, to go forty minutes like, every time they play at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Washington came from Seattle down there, and that was one. That's one of the wins. Also, I just think that's. I think they're just giving. They're playing politics, man. And that isn't isn't like New Mexico and New Mexico State. I mean, not that either teams can make the, the tournament, but aren't both those schools not playing any home games? So are yeah. they are they all neutral site or away games? Yeah, I, does that. I mean, yeah, you're right. The uh, New Mexico is playing in Phoenix, and, and I, I think, think they actually just approved them to be able to play at home. Like, oh, today. perfect! With the, yeah. with what three games left in the <laughs> yeah, season? Yeah, not exactly. even, <laughs> not even because the Mountain West is done after this week. Right. Um, that that's another thing. Before we we touch on other stuff, on other things that happened in college basketball the past couple of days, I, I want to touch on this man, and because I I think I was onto something with the Michigan Illinois game not happening, because as you saw, the Big Twelve canceled Baylor West Virginia. <laughs> Right, they canceled that game, and I think that when the Big Twelve steps in and does that, they didn't want to ruin. Ba- right now, Baylor's, Baylor's the number one seed in the whole tournament, right? Yeah, and then West Virginia is, is like a what a, a three or four seed. They cancel that game, and we're seeing this also in the West Coast Conference, where there's talk that Gonzaga and BYU aren't going to play in the West Coast Conference tournament, which then makes me wonder. If if Santa Clara wins that thing or Pepperdine, is there are they going to get three teams then? <laughs> You're seeing the same thing that happened in college football. Yeah, well, if the yeah. Big Ten, the SEC, and the ACC could do it in football, and I guess even the Pac-12 taking half the season off, then why why can't the Big Twelve join the fun? But tell me this doesn't add to my argument of of Illinois Michigan was ducked on purpose by Michigan. I mean, obviously. That that's been my opinion, you know, I, I, a little but bit. I, but you're, uh, yeah. I mean, dude, what do you think about them can- canceling the Baylor West Virginia game? You th- you're okay with that? That game was supposed to happen today. No, I'm sorry, tomorrow morning. Would that have been in Morgantown? No, in in Baylor. In Waco, but them coming back and looking like shit after uh, what? Iowa State three weeks off. Well, no, they came back and played on Tuesday against Iowa State. I know they rallied from 17 down, got that win. They look like shit. But yeah. what? what What's going on here? I mean, this is a game that was scheduled just like two weeks ago by the Big Twelve. 
the excuse was that they had to to shuffle around, you know, like schedules through the entire league, you know, due to some COVID cancellations. I don't know if that's a valid excuse or not. It seems a little fishy. Um, I heard you guys on, you know, uh, Ryan and Sean's uh, podcast, and I I totally agree with Ryan. He was saying that, you know, basically if you're not going to play in the conference tournament, I think it, it hurts you more than it, than it would help you because then you're going to be not playing for two or three weeks. We've seen what teams are like when they come back from these long layoffs. They're not sharp. So if anything, I think it's it, it's it's hurting you. Well, but not if you get three teams in. It's a strategy. It makes sense then. If you're oh, for, for, for the conference as a whole, I suppose. And the other thing you have to, you have to think of is that maybe some of these schools don't want to risk a COVID outbreak at, at a conference championship my, my where, problem where, is, where you have like 10, 12 schools in one city, all in the same gym, uh, especially if it's only like a week or two before the NCAA tournament, you don't want to risk missing out on the NCAA tournament. If, if a COVID outbreak comes through your team, what, but uh, I also think, I mean, look, you, you, I mean, okay. Maybe for Gonzaga's sake, but uh, I think what BYU is a projected nine seed. You, you let them lose in the first round of the tournament, their conference tournament. I mean, then they might not even make the NCAA tournament. You know what I mean? Like the, the flip side is they they don't have the opportunity to enhance their resume either. Either way, I think it's ugly for the game. You, I, I, I just think you play the games on your fucking schedule. Yeah, I mean it, it questions the integrity. Some I, I guess this year is, is all all around kind of crazy. <laughs> I hope that doesn't continue in normal years because then I'd have a big problem. This year, I guess I guess everybody kind of gets a pass this year, but. But I hear you. Let me ask you this. It just smells a little fishy. Well, do you now think Michigan, Illinois was purposely canceled? I do you what's because I feel like that was, they said they were coming back. They said they were ready to come back. And then all of a sudden they canceled that game. And then they played like two days later. Yeah. Let's just wait. (laughs) I mean, I I guess it's a smart move because who would want to come back against the Illini? I mean, maybe who knows? Yeah. There's some smoke there. So look, I mean, it's been, you know, is there also all fire? Season. I don't know. In football, it definitely happened. Yeah. Football. De- well, we saw it with Cincinnati, Tulsa. Yeah. T- Tulsa yeah, got football completely is, football is totally different because Michigan, even if they lost to Illinois, they would still have a chance to earn a one seed. And at the end of the day, what the hell's the difference between a one and a two seed, you might get a little bit of an easier path, but eventually you're going to have to prove it on the court, you know? So football is a different you know, cause if you're not making the, the, the playoff of four teams and you have no chance, you know, so it's a little bit different than football. It's true, but it's, I still think the one seed like Baylor going for the one overall seed in the tournament yeah. is a big Michigan deal. having yeah. a kind of spectacular year on a, however many game win streak. They only have one loss. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. Both are protecting like this beautiful, like image thing that they got going on here. Other teams, you know, you got to think maybe like what Nick's saying, the, the stakes aren't as huge. So it's probably COVID related and COVID concerns. But when you have something that's a team that's protecting something and it's, there's that much smoke there, you got to think, Hey, you know, we've seen this before in football. Yeah. Something similar going on here in basketball. Well, okay. There's a yin and a yang with this COVID shit. And uh, the good side of it is we saw Marquette UNC tonight. We saw North, I mean, Northeastern UNC a week ago, that was a quickly added game. Marquette UNC quickly added game. Tomorrow night we're getting Western Kentucky at Houston. This game was added three days ago. Um, that uh, I love that it's Coastal Carolina BYU college football all over again. I think this should be the modern way to add, like in my opinion, like teams should just uh, l- go very light towards the end of the season and and say hey we're gonna play either a home game here 
don't tell the opponent. I mean, to your fans, you don't know who the opponent's going to be. So you can still bring in people, but this is fantastic for the sport. Western Kentucky Houston is an awesome game. I mean, it should be an awesome game. Uh, I hope what do you guys think the odds are that this can, uh, can, can continue on in a non COVID season in football too, because coastal Carolina BYU, I thought was awesome too. Well, if you don't mind, I'll jump in Patty. If you don't know this, this they used to do this like 10 years ago. ESPN would have like a week in late February where they would save it. I I forget all day long. I was trying to think of what slogan they used, but it was, it was just for like mid major teams. that wanted to build their resume. They would face off against other like really good mid major schools. The games were not scheduled beforehand. They basically left like a week open and they used to do this maybe 10 years ago. I don't know why they stopped, but it was some really good basketball games because you would see like a really good school in the mountain West go up against a really good school in the Missouri Valley or something. Yeah. So it's not, it's not, it's not necessarily new. You just have to go, go back a ways because they were doing it and why they stopped. I don't know. Well, I, well, I really enjoyed watching those games. Well, yeah, it's probably new to North Carolina though. And Marquette from the big East playing coming down to North Carolina on the fly. Um, Definitely new to that. Yeah. Uh, and th- I, I saw uh, some people tweeting out some, some experts tweeting out that Georgia who just beat LSU and now has, I think three or four uh, quad one wins. That, that they haven't, they don't play for like a week and they should bring in somebody because they're, they're not on the first eight out, but they're not that far out. So uh, I wonder if they do, do, uh, do that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think this is fantastic for the sport. I would love to see it happen. All the, the only, time. the only downfall would be to, you know, once people are allowed in arenas and they buy tickets to games, like, you know, last year you and I bought tickets a couple months in advance to a game. If, <laughs> if you don't know when there's going to be a game or who they're playing against, it's kind of hard to sell tickets well, in advance. Well, no, but I mean, first off uh, with the virus here, I think this is going to be a problem even next year. I, I don't think people will just run back into the stadium, but um, uh, I will. Yeah, me too. I will too. <laughs> but um, uh, I think if you say, no matter what, we're going to play a game on Tuesday, February 20th, then you just buy the ticket, support your team. It doesn't matter if you're, pl- you, you know, it, hopefully you're playing, uh, you know, someone really good. But if, if you're playing LaSalle instead, well, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, well, uh, that means you have to have like designated home game or, or a designated road game. So is, is the arena you're going to, is, is that school going to be a designated home game or a designated road game? You know, how do you figure out who's going to be, they can play at home that out, be on the road? I think they can figure that out. It's possible. I'm just saying logistically, there's some stuff to think about. They need to do it. They need to fucking find a way to do it and make this thing happen. Um, Okay. Let's talk more. How about Kansas state, by the way, how about fucking Oklahoma K state though, uh, was like an eight or nine point dog to TCU first. They beat TCU. Then they beat Oklahoma. Is there any chance the wildcats are going to be playing some ball in, in the big 12 tournament here? We know Bruce Weber is a down year for him. He's got a big recruiting class coming in next year. Any, any chance for the wildcat fans out there, Nick to win the whole big 12 tournament. No. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what, that's what they need to make the NCAA tournament. But it is a good sign of, of, cause I not, not only did he have a a big class coming in next year, but he had a big class come in this year. So it shows you watch out for, for K state next year, two years from now. Uh, 
Speaking of the the Big Twelve, we saw Texas get that overtime win against Kansas. The game before Texas, their own players were fighting each other as as West Virginia stormed back from down sixteen to get the win. What is our feeling towards Texas moving forward? Me, I, I'm gonna. I, I was bullish before saying, "Hey, they're a Final Four team." To me, I'm off that train now. I'm off that. Even with that win against Kansas, I'm off that train. Well, uh, they seem to work out the uh, the kinks, the little kinks, yeah. the internal issues there uh, fucked my cover completely uh, Were they up by two in overtime. And obviously uh, Kansas had to foul a little free throw blows my cover. You know, the hook gets me, but um, I think Texas is capable, but as far as uh, upside ceiling, they haven't demonstrated that in like a month and a half. It seems like, so I mean that, that Kansas win was, they needed that Kansas win. They did. And Kansas is playing better. So, um, I think there's still, you know, survive in advance uh, potential there for Texas. But as far as a team that looks like they're going to come in the tournament, just guns a blazing. I don't see that just yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the shooting, the uh, perimeter play is uh, too inconsistent to reel off four wins in a row to make the final four. Yeah. I mean, look, I was, if you would have asked me January 15th, I was like "Dude, Texas is going to go to the final. I, I, if I had to pencil in a final four, I think I would have had Texas in there, but yeah. now, now I'm like, now they could lose in the second round. <laughs> so well, that's it's the beauty of the college basketball season. Um, okay. So uh, what else do we got? Like this pac 12 race. How about that going on? You know, USC plays at Colorado tomorrow. Colorado beat USC in LA. Colorado's also been fire at home this year. Uh, so they would have the tiebreaker if they win this game tomorrow. Kobe is salivating on this possibility. It's still a long shot here, isn't I it? I don't think it's a long shot because I think UCLA can beat USC. But what you're not factoring in, you're talking about a regular season championship here for Colorado. I'm talking about the one seed in the Pac 12 tournament, which would you would think would mean they would have to have the regular season championship to get that. Right? Yes. <laughs> They're uh, all right. UCLA and USC have to play each other again. Yes. Both of them have three losses, which means only one of them will get four after that game. Now you need both of those teams to lose three more times for you. No, to have I a don't ch- what? Yeah. Well, UCLA and USC are both three loss teams right now. And uh, in conference and, but, but I think Colorado's played more games. Cause why is it saying just two games back? two and a half games back is what I'm seeing. But uh, either way, maybe, maybe they would end up with more wins if they finish strong here. Colorado right. plays more games left. Okay. Cause they get Utah as well. Okay. Uh, but I'm saying that they get USC and UCLA at home where Colorado, by the way, at home is, is eight and one. So I, I, I think there's, we could do this thing because it all, all it takes is USC losing at UCLA, which I think that that game's going to be a, a toss. All right, let's take a look at it. We're, we're going to take a look at it real quick. U, USC's remaining games on schedules. I'm pulling this up right now. Internet's going slow. Uh, they have, oh, oh gosh, uh, at Colorado. So there's one of their losses. They only have three games left in the, no, they have four games left in the regular season at Colorado, at Utah, hosting Stanford and at UCLA. Is very possible that they lose three of those games. Okay, I, I don't uh, even if they lose two though, in Colorado because Colorado would then have a two game. I don't know how that right? would work. I would I would assume that whoever has that's the more, weirdest thing about this shit. Losses. Yeah. Colorado's played way more games, so I don't know how they're going to deem who's the one seed. Percentage. 
Okay, so that means then who knows? Who knows? I, I would. Know. I mean, if if you know Colorado well, has one more win and one more loss, then they're going to be behind USC in a percentage standpoint. So I think you need USC well, to lose three in a row. Look, you're you're two and a half games back, right? Yeah. So if USC loses two games and wins two games, and you guys have how many games? Three, Left? four, three. three. If you go four, three, well then then you you can't catch them. They need to lose more. Really? They need to. Yeah. If you go three and zero, oh, you need them to go zero oh and four. Because if they go one and three, and you go three and zero, oh, I'm I telling think you, you, you make up two games. I follow something on. Uh, I follow the Colorado basketball page. There's some way we're still alive. No, I think we, I think yeah. they catch them. If 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 USC loses three out of the four and Colorado wins all three, then I think Colorado jumps them. Now, as far as UCLA though, uh, that would give UCLA one more win. But Colorado plays UCLA as one of them. Okay, so let's see UCLA's remaining games here. UCLA has at Utah, at Colorado, at Oregon, and USC, and we're giving them a win for USC. So they'd have to win, lose. They could easily lose all three of those. They could lose to Utah. I mean, they play they play close games. They're like Virginia, dude. So I I feel it's a long shot that it happens, but I guess mathematically, I think it is still possible. Well, this is a fun exercise. Let's not pretend like Colorado is going to win the last three or four games. And and these other teams are going to lose all their games. What do you mean? Colorado, if you look at home are relatively close to each other. So most of them will win two out of three or three out of four or something like that. I wouldn't expect that much of a shakeup from what the standings are right now. Colorado's eight and one at home, by the way. And why do I think UCLA is going to beat USC? UCLA is 11 and zero at home. USC has to play at UCLA. Fair enough. Boom. Does that matter? Does that matter? Cause like it's across town. There's no fans. What's the difference? <laughs> well, we'll find out, buddy. We'll find out if it matters. Oh, All right. There, there are ghosts at that UCLA. Yeah, court. Maybe fucking Bill, <laughs> Bill Walton's ghost. We'll look, we'll come in there. In a smoke Grab a rebound. Uh, Get right. off that basketball court. Yeah. Get off that basketball court. Uh, what else happened in college basketball today? I mean, I guess uh, there's a lot of stuff playing out. How about Xavier Johnson? Uh, Pitt's one of one of Pitt's best players announcing he's transferring. Uh, that's, I, I, I find that crazy because it's still like you're still, they. I mean, look, Pitt's nine and nine. It's not the ACC. We've seen Florida State lose to UCF. We've seen Virginia lose to NC State. We've seen Virginia Tech lose to that Pittsburgh team. Yeah. Why not- throw in the towel on this year? You're still alive. Anyone like you, with the ACC tournament, you're very much alive. Well, have you seen fucking survive in advance where NC state wins the ACC tournament? They weren't going to make the, the, the NCAA tournament, but then they, they won that. And then they won the whole NCAA tournament. I, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. Especially when you got a guy like Shannon Penny. Yeah. Yeah. Who has the potential to be like uh, uh well, and Pitt early in the year was, was really hot at one point. If you regain a little bit of that magic, I think you're still alive to, I mean, who knows the seating and how this is going to shake up. I, 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 they, they swept Syracuse. They might be playing Syracuse in the first round. Then you're one closer step to, to getting where you want to go. I mean, I don't know. Am, am I that crazy? We're not inside the lo- We're not inside the locker room. We, we don't know the team dynamics. We don't know the relationship between him and, and, and Capel. I would tend to agree. Why not just wait a month and then transfer? Cause you right. When, when, What's what purpose does it serve doing it right now? Uh, yeah, I don't understand. I do know that Capel has had a problem with players leaving his his program. You know, since he's been the head coach of Pitt. If you think of uh, McGowan's for Nebraska as a Pitt transfer, 
I think there's been a couple other ones also. Uh, so yeah, the, the timing is questionable. I mean, why not just play the season out and see what happens? But uh, obviously I think there's some issue in the locker room or a relationship thing, or maybe champagne banged his girl, you know, <laughs> who knows? Well, that's the old, uh, that's the, the old, old Jack Alex, Cone, uh, no, Alex Hornerbrook, Alex Hornerbrook. That's what yeah, the offensive lineman like fucked his girlfriend or some, or no, he, he fucked he, the offensive lineman's yeah, girlfriend. He, he fucked the offensive lineman's girl State. and he's like, yeah, let me go to, let me transfer to Florida state. <laughs> Xavier Johnson. There's always a quarterback trying to steal other players' girlfriends. You know, <laughs> fucking scumbags. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Bosworth was like out there trying to get whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, right now we got what? I I I know we're in mid, but Arkansas holds a six point lead on Alabama. Florida State's up twenty on Miami. Tennessee's up ten on Vandy. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the uh, you know the the race down the stretch here. Uh, UConn just lost. They got healthy, but they just they, they lost, and I know Nick locked them, them up against uh, Villanova. Then they they came they came through for me. I locked them up against Georgetown. Do we think UConn's going to find their way? They're kind of a blue blood. I'd say they're a blue blood. Absolutely, I think. Yeah, yeah uh, French, uh, but. Are they going to find themselves into the NCAA tournament? What do you think? I think Nick? so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I, well, just you know, if if you name all those schools, you know, right around the bubble, the ones in, the ones out. I think UConn personally, I think they're a better team than most of those schools. So, and I think they had, they're dangerous. They got players. I think they could also advance. Uh, they could advance a round or two. So um, yeah, I expect them to finish the season strong. I expect them to be on the right side of the bubble when it's all said and done and watch out for them. Cause I think they, they do have, you know, they could win a couple games. Yeah. And, and actually you mentioned that by the way, Rutgers up 18 now on Indiana with four minutes left, Indiana last four in put a fork in them. Uh, they, dude, they do this to me every year. I feel like, um, then we talk Seton hall lost at Butler. They were, they were the first four in, um, that's a bad loss, man. That's a bad loss. And also Providence currently up 10 on Xavier. Who's last four in. So perhaps those three go by the wayside. And then you see Stan- Stanford, the bubble. you see Stanford, UConn Duke, you know, fighting to get in this thing. Um, UConn 33 in Ken Palm. They're good. And they've been, you got to remember they were, they were banged up all year. They yeah. were banged up all year, man. They had a bunch of different players. They definitely, if you're putting the 68, be- I mean the, what the 38 best teams in the tournament, probably. They got to be in there. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. They got to be in there. Um, yeah. Dude, what is it about Archie Miller? How, how does he do this every year? Last year we didn't, we didn't get an NCAA tournament, but down the stretch, Indiana faded and they weren't going to make the tournament because they choked down I mean, the stretch. They've been doing that since we were kids. I was bullish on this team. I watched a couple performances. I was like, man, this team could, I thought that there's no ceiling on this team. If they're playing good. If they're playing like that. Like how many schools can you say the same thing though? I mean, there's so many, there's such great parody in college basketball. I feel like there's so many schools where you're like, you watch them a couple of games. You're like, damn, this team's good. And then the next week you're like, wow, these guys suck. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's part of why college basketball is so fun. I mean, Hey, these, these are all 18 to 22 year olds. You know, uh, there's only a couple of schools in the country. You can really trust, you know, game in game out. <laughs> Indiana's definitely not one of them. It's just weird that they've been doing the same thing for so long. Yeah. They yeah. make you believe, you know, and then they just comes down to coaching. I think it comes down to coaching, but that's like uh, how many coaches has Indiana had since I mean, Tom Crean was doing the same shit. Yeah. Like uh, Samson before him. Yeah. Samson was better than uh, Mike, than them. Mike Davis. 
He got them to a national championship. So I think those guys were better than Crean and uh, Miller. Miller. I, I would agree, man. And and I actually think we talked. Yeah, I, I know we were talking Coach K, but seeing what he's doing with this team, it's a perfect example. And now I know Coach K is one of the best coaches ever. But my point is, is that. Indiana is like, to me, far and away more talented than Duke. Like wait, Jackson Davis is a beast. I like the guards. Like I'm like, this team is better. And yet here you see them underperform. They got lucky to beat Northwestern like a week ago, double overtime needed every little break they could get. So I saw the fall coming. That's why I rode Rutgers tonight. But at the same time, um, it's, it's gotta be Archie Miller. It's gotta be coaching. It's gotta be. Cause I, I look at that team and I say this team is really good. Maybe it's just far and away more talented than Duke. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a bold statement. Dude, Trace Jackson Davis. Indiana's got is twice the player anyone on Duke is. In Indiana's got one player that's going to sniff the NBA, and that's Jackson Davis. Duke has a, at least a couple. I still like like I like I've been more impressed with Indiana's Frank guard Lutman play. And Durham and Finesse, the backcourt there. Finesse is you know, better I mean, than Goldwire. Hey, you know what you're going to get with Goldwire game in game out. And by the way, Goldwire comes off the bench. I mean, Stewart and Roach are the two freshman backcourt players that have started the last like four or five games. I mean, Goldwire gets minutes. But that's because he's a lockdown defender and you know what you're going to get game in game out Durham and Franklin and Finesse. You don't know what you're going to get every game. Uh, but to me, they seem like their ceiling is better than what I've seen from Duke's guard play. I, I look Duke's two freshman guards. I mean, Granted, they started the year off slow, but they're shaping into form, and those guys are more talented than Franklin and Durham that, for Indiana. I mean, next year maybe, but that we, I mean, I'm saying like right in this you said year. Talent. Okay. You said talent. Okay. Well, I'm saying this year when I watch Indiana play ball, I think they're better at almost every position. Lately. Well, not obviously not lately. That's why I'm fading them tonight. But I think that's coaching. <laughs> they, yes, they were. Well, and also I like they're the f- a lot. They're a lot older than Duke. Yeah, I mean they're not I- that different. Duke's thirty in Ken Palm. Indiana's thirty-four. No, but they I, to, to me they are that different this year. Like when you watch Indiana play, like short of if you were to take away Duke's perform, like Duke as of like ten days ago, I would have said I've not been impressed by Duke at all this year. Right? Yeah. Uh, Agreed. Where Indiana, I'm like, whoa! I'm like, certain games, I'm like, they could win the national championship if they if this team plays like this, they could go deep into the NCAA tournament. How 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 many times do you need to see that before you believe it? Because every team, North Carolina just had yeah, that but, performance. But I think when you Louisville. have a guy, Trace Jackson Davis, who I think is like one of the, t- the t- five or ten best players in college basketball, that North Carolina doesn't have that. Duke doesn't have that. You know what I mean? And I even think that the the other forward Thompson's solid for for uh, Indiana. Um, I don't know. Well, I'm fucking sounding like a, like a fucking maniac over here. I get it. But I just thought earlier this year, when we've seen Indiana play against some really good teams that I, I was sold that I was like, man, they could be a horrible draw as like an eight, nine and really push a one seed to the brink with Jackson, with trace Jackson Davis. But well, I, I think we all agree that the coaching is what they're lacking. You know, yeah, okay. we're not big fans of the coach, so let's all agree on that. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, Trace wanna... Jackson is good for. Uh, I'm looking at his stats. No, he's got pulling in 20 points per game. He's also what third in the conference in rebounding. So a force. Oh, he's a beast. I no, mean, yeah, he's unguardable, he's dude. Like to me, I, 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 I would argue that he's 
one of the best players in college basketball because th- he's unguardable when he's especially when he like to me when he's on. Dude, Matthew Hurt was unguardable against UVA. No, the there's other. a big difference. He's putting up 18 a game. Hurt's playing good. Don't get me wrong. He's been red hot lately. Yeah. But like Trace Jackson Davis is like just to me just a, an animal, an animal down there. But uh, hold on, I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by BetQL. You want to get an advantage over the sports book when it comes to betting? You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. BetQL has sharp data for college basketball, FCS, college football, NHL, and NBA. So if you want an inside edge on who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. Plus, they have tons of sportsbook offers for your home state. Head to the App Store or, or the Google Play Store to download BetQL. Bet smarter, not harder. Head to betql.com and enter the promo code SGP30 for a 30% off your first subscription. Come on. That's promo code SGB30 only at betql.com. Um, look, I know you guys, you're not buying into my Indiana hype. Um, well, even though I've been fading them ever since that Northwestern game, that was the one to me. It was like, you need to be, you need to be in and you're fucking struggling with Northwestern. They've had a couple duds lately, right? I mean, Rutgers, did they, did they lost that tonight? Yeah. They're down by 20 They're down by 20. with like five minutes left. So yeah, I would say they lost it. Um, <laughs> Here, let's talk about this St. Bonaventure and Davidson played in a cl- uh, really good game today. St. Bonaventure ended up grabbing that win. I think Patty C was the only one to take the Bonnies. Woo. Uh, so now St. Bonaventure and VCU tied at 10 and three VCU obviously uh, lost to, to James or to uh, George Mason, but the next game took down St. Louis in a close one without bones Highland, their leading scorer. Yeah, man. Nashawn Highland is is a player for them too. So I and uh, do we have a? It's just a sprained it, ankle, I think, it, right? If you're cool, you say Bones, but you know, if, if you want to call him by his birth name, go ahead. Well, <laughs> bon, the only Bones I I say is Bones Jackson from Mutant League Football for Sega Genesis. Hell of a pull. So, <laughs> um, not well, many people would have that off the top of the dome like you did. <laughs> any more? Any? Yeah, exactly. Right. Any? Any? Any mutant league football players right. out there? 1993 video games and uh, <laughs> fucking college sports are right on the tip of Colby's brains at all times. Uh, but look, here we are. Here we are. And uh, I mean, VCU, Saint Bonaventure, both will have the same record. I think. V- I think. I think they're done playing each other. I think you look at this thing. And what the Bonnies have a remaining schedule of George Washington in upstate New York and then home to Dayton. Dayton, by the way. Oh my God. Did you guys see what happened to Dayton tonight? They lost to St. Joe's. St. Joe's has now won two in a row out of the blue. I mean, <laughs> uh, that was unbelievable to me. I saw that line. That's another one that fucked me on. That was like, why is this line six? Right? I was like, why, why is this six? I'm taking Dayton but I feel retarded for taking it because it shouldn't be six. It should be 12. So, so uh, St. Joe's three and 14, but winners of their last two. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. And Dayton's like a team that just beat St. Louis by 30. And you're just like, wow, this Dayton team's really waking up. They're going to be a force in the a 10 tournament. They got slapped by 13 by fucking St. Joe's the worst team in the a 10 a 10 tournament is going to be interesting. Cause I mean, this conference has so many disappointments. I think we can write off St. Louis. Now I, their bubble hopes are, I think are done after these last couple of L's, right? Well, I mean, somehow when did Lenardi release this? Let me see because he has them as the next four out. I don't know how, why, why, why is he holding on to St. Louis? This was released yesterday. 
Now St. Louis did y- lose yesterday to to VCU by two, but that makes me think. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Why if they beat LSU and LSU somehow is like a like a a safe bet to make the NCAA tournament? And I don't even understand that because they just got housed by Georgia the other night. LSU's been a weird team all year. Uh, I do you understand that at all? Like LSU and Tennessee, I think get overseeded. Uh, is that just strictly them playing to the SEC there? Uh, they're both pretty high in Ken Palm. 24 for Tennessee, 29 for LSU. I don't know. I don't trust either team. That's for sure. Especially when they're not at home. I mean, they're opposites. LSU can't play a lick of defense. Tennessee can't score the ball. I I'm going to fade both those schools come the uh, tournament. Well, St. Louis beat uh, LSU this year. And so St. Louis ends the season right now. They have, they only have one game left. Oh no, they have two. Actually, St. Louis could get back into this because they play Richmond and UMass who are in the top four in the conference right now. So I don't fucking know, I, but, I, Rich, I, but Richmond's been a disappointment. Uh, Dayton's been a disappointment. St. Louis, Rhode Island, Rhode Island's had some injuries, but yeah, a, a lot of disappointments here. And but, really, I mean, but UMass has surprised basketball. UMass yeah. has surprised. I mean, right now the, yeah. f- the first four out Nick are Stanford, Yukon, Duke and Richmond, according to Lenardi. So you're the spiders are right there that, that if anything, this Saturday's matchup or no, this Friday's matchup between St. Louis and Richmond, uh, I would think the loser will be officially probably out of that thing unless they win in the, a- a- in the a 10 tournament, yeah, Richmond and who? So the the fourth team out, Lenardi has his Richmond. Guess who the fifth team out is? St. Louis. Oh, they play on Friday. So there it is. I think I think that, and they could maybe surpass. I mean, who's where's that game being played? Because uh, that game is uh, in St. Louis. Okay, because top uh, if you're what is it at home? It's first fifty is a quad one or top top thirty? I forget what it is. I'll have to look up what, what, what constitutes a quad one, but that, that's a better win for uh, obviously the road team there. Um, so you said the game's being played in St. Louis in St. Louis. They're, they're at home for the rest of the year. They get UMass and, uh, and uh, Richmond in St. Louis. So that they could maybe, I agree with Nick though. They shouldn't be, I don't understand it. And I'm a guy. Good luck. What's that? Good luck picking that game. I said, good luck picking that game. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Richmond and St. Louis, like uh, I keep on expecting St. Louis. I think in the last couple of games, I've been right in St. Louis big time. And they've totally failed me. And, and Richmond's failed me too. I don't know, man. And and don't look now, but George Mason's three games away from first. <laughs> I did lock up GW to, to get that cover there. I actually GW was winning most of the game. Mason got the W, but they, they, they were laying eight points. I mean, I don't think Mason beats anybody by eight points. Dude, but but Mason all of a sudden like in the top six in the date Mason's ahead of Dayton and St. Louis and Rhode Island. <laughs> Who would have predicted that coming into the season? Now you got to chalk that up as a, as a successful year, I guess. You know, well, go it, my alma mater, I guess. Look, and Mason only has one game left, and that's home to LaSalle. Mason might win the A10. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what what a wild year in the Atlantic Ten. Yeah, but but <laughs> what you were talking about the the Atlantic Ten tournament. At this point, do we just just throw a dart at the fucking dartboard? Because I have no idea who's winning this fucking conference tournament. I mean, the most consistent teams have been St. Bonaventure and VCU. The most talented teams are Richmond and St. Louis. And then throw in Davidson. Never sleep on Davidson. And also Dayton is capable, you know. So you got six teams there that could that 
I think have legitimate chances of winning the whole tournament. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even be shocked. I mean, I have not watched. I think I watched one UMass game this year. Dude, the, the Bonnies are rock steady. I mean, VCU, I think is the only other team to me that I could see Richmond. I could see Richmond. St. Louis, I've been bullish on, but I don't know. Uh, uh, coming into the year, I was bullish on them, but uh, they've been a mess ever since that COVID issue. Yeah. But I, I get your point. VCU's best score is out, though. I think with a high uh, ankle sprain. So that might. Mm. I wonder if that carries into the A10 tournament. That's not a, a quick healer normally. Um, no, I mean, he, he could not put any weight on that coming off you know that injury in the Mason game. So obviously, he missed the game yesterday. I don't expect him back anytime soon. And here's another thing. Lenardi's last team in the NCAA tournament, Colorado state who hasn't played a game in like a year. They, uh, they closed the season this weekend with air force twice. <laughs> Colorado this? state might win the mountain West yeah, because, right. because Boise state is playing at San Diego state tomorrow. And, and if they split, they're doing two games over the next 72 hours. Uh, if they split and Colorado state sweeps air force, Colorado state wins the regular season mountain West uh, title. And, and then, I mean, then after that, I don't know. I mean, uh, tiebreakers, I guess, I don't know if Boise would have the tiebreaker on San Diego state or what, but, uh, but for, for Colorado state, the last team in two wins against air force, will that, uh, I mean, will that give them a little bit more padding? (laughs) Nick needs air force to win Duke's on the outside. Dude, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying it's right, but if you think the committee is going to take a Colorado State team that's hardly played, you know, basketball in, in 2021 over the likes of Duke or UConn or Indiana, you're crazy. Yeah, I mean, so uh, you know what? I mean, why is Colorado State there? I mean, you know, look look at their schedule. So they beat San Diego State out of out of, out of conference. They played. St. Mary's and lost. And then they have in conference, they have a win against San Diego state and they have a win against Boise and they win against Utah state. I think those are their three. Cause they're, they're, they're they say the mountain West is way up because of those four teams. But I mean, Duke's best win is Virginia, which is not looking so hot. I mean, I, I think you could argue that San Diego state's better than Virginia, right? Colorado state beat San Diego state. Yeah. Yeah. Did. I would say that Oh, it's comparable at least. At this point, but uh, I'm just saying that they're not going to take Colorado state, buddy. Don't lean on your, uh, Raleigh Durham white privilege that hard. <laughs> Look, Hey, I prefaced all that by saying, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just telling you what's going <laughs> to well, happen. I think every racist uh, moment in history is prefaced by, I'm not saying it's right. No, I'm not. I'm just playing with you. Oh, oh, Look. wait, wait, wait. Col- <laughs> hey, I don't have a vote. I'm not on the committee. <laughs> I'm just telling you what the committee's going to do. Wait, wait. Colorado State just added at Nevada next Friday. Oh. Nevada's going to beat them. Nevada's going to beat them. Coming back from COVID, I don't care if you play Air Force twice. Nevada's hot. See, They've Colorado been- State's not trying to duck anyone. They're taking that's, on that's teams. That's a dangerous ad. Yeah, that is a dangerous ad. That's going to cost them their whole. But, but they know what's up because they know that as is. It's not going to work. Hell, they haven't won a an NCAA tournament game. They've won one game. I mean, do you feel 1990? Do you feel confident if Duke played Colorado State right now that Duke's going to win that game, Nick? Yeah. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, When's the uh, last time Colorado State played a game? Well, that's not their fault. Yeah. They got hit with COVID, dude. 
the virus. Well, maybe they, maybe should, they should keep that shit under wraps a little bit, a little <laughs> tighter. There. They, they haven't played since your February co- the sixth. Buddy, your coach wanted to quit the whole t- the whole season. All right. I mean, if you're Colorado hey, State, their last that, conference championship. Sorry, go not, ahead, Nick. That is. Not, Say that again, Nick. No, I said that is not a, a factual statement. That is not a factual statement. <laughs> uh, coach K said something like, "We should all quit" or something like that. Oh yeah. No, should, he did I, not. Yeah, he he said he, he said instead of just plowing forward, we should all to take a step back and rethink everything. He did not say we should quit the season. And then I find that ironic. Twelve-year-old when he was like, f- there were like five and seven, and he's like, hey, maybe we should take a step back, huh? Well, he, he had like four games in a row canceled because other schools had COVID issues. So there's probably a little bit of frustration there. He knows his team's young as shit and they need the games to get experience. And he's probably upset. He's like, what, you know, come on now, but guys. everyone's we dealing need, with we need to play games. Damn it. Everyone's fucking dealing with this dude. You know, let's he not, finally, he's no shiny knight here. All right. <laughs> he had enough time to look in the mirror and see, he looked like a weasel. And he was like, damn this. No, 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 I did enjoy him making fun of that one kid though. Oh, that was good. That was, that was fun. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> he's good for that. Every few years. That reminded so. me of like PCU when Jeremy Piven's like, oh, what do you, what, what, what's your study? Everyone's trying to get a thesis. And he's like, uh, it doesn't say like physical ed. He goes, get out of here. Get, get, get the fuck out of here right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. I, I was going to say Colorado state, no conference championship since 1990, 30 years since they won a conference. Championship. Yeah. Why you would get, you? Uh, you gotta put them that. in over Duke. They have the first conference championship since 1990. Well, what I'm saying is, uh, who, <laughs> who does um? You said Boise State has who in, uh, left on the schedule? Uh, San Diego State twice. Okay, so if they take even one loss, then Colorado State's got that. And then, but if they split them, and Colorado State beats uh, three and fifteen Air Force, five and seventeen overall. Air Force twice in a row, which you would. It's the Nevada be, game that's going to fuck Colorado yeah, it's State. Adding that game is going to cost them their first conference championship in 30 years. I would definitely bet on Nevada. I think all of us would bet on Nevada right now to beat them. What is Nevada? Nevada's, Nevada's playing is- good ball lately, man. They have a star. They have a. Their point guard, Sherfield, is a freshman and he's playing his ass off. I, I Winners of four in a row. Yeah, I like Nevada in that one. Um, well, whoever they play next is going to be rough. Well, I guess Air Force is next, so. They they got off the hook. They get to warm up against you know two games against Air Force, and then they'll have Nevada. So I don't know. We'll see. It's working out well for them. Yeah, um, and we're ready to put Michigan in the the Big Ten. They, they won that, right? Oh, oh hey, uh, remind me um, who's been singing the praises of Michigan and who picked Michigan and who picked Ohio State in the last in That's that last true. game. I did take Ohio State, <laughs> but you know Ohio what? Ohio State too. I, I took Illinois. To I beat locked them. up the Wolverines. I took Illinois to beat Michigan and they canceled like the, like the yellow scum they are. Right. <laughs> Dude, I'm saying like, you know, first off, that was a great game. I'm not sure if you guys had a chance to watch. I that. did. I did. And oh. those both teams look like final four caliber teams. So, you know, even in the, in, even in defeat, Ohio state has gained a lot of my respect. So I was kind of fading them a couple of weeks ago couple weeks ago. Uh, but dude, Michigan is, is legitimately, um, I think you put them right in the mix with Baylor and Gonzaga as the top three schools, Michigan host Iowa tomorrow. I already locked up Michigan minus four. Mm. I mean, maybe it's time for me to start believing in Michigan. I, I guess maybe football skewed my opinion of them. That <laughs> I've seen them in that spot too many times. And any, anytime it's coming, especially against Ohio state, it's just like, they're going to fucking And Ohio state has been like biting teams and staying under the radar a little bit. I just felt like Ohio state was going to get that done, but Michigan coming up big, you know, off of a pretty long break, pretty much there. They're, how many games have they played prior to the high, only one 
prior to the Ohio State Wisconsin, game. right? Yeah, or one or two. Yeah. One or two. Was it just one? I'm not sure. They beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin, and, and, and uh, that was a great performance. They were one of the only teams that came out of COVID and won a good yeah, game. Yeah, but yeah. if you remember, like they were down big at halftime because yeah. it still took them a little bit of time. It took them a half, you know, and then they got shit, you know, got their shit together. That's right. Yeah. So it was Wisconsin, then Rutgers, and then uh, Ohio State. So there you go. coming okay. out of the break for three in a row. Okay, Wolverines, we see you. I'm going to give you a lock tomorrow. Take Western Kentucky plus 12 at Houston. Yeah, I already did it, man. Locked it up too. Um, I just want to touch on on a little bit of that. Boise State, San Diego State tomorrow. San Diego State's a six and a half point favorite currently. Patty C, what's your lean? Where's that game being played? San Diego. Boise State's a, a six and a half favorite? No. Or San, San Diego, Diego State's, State's a six, six and, and a half, half favorite. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna take Boise to cover, but uh, I'll take San Diego State outright. Nick? I took Boise plus seven, already locked it up. I mean, San Diego State's won eight in a row. But it's been the bottom tier of that Mountain West and the, the very um, the Mountain West, good up top, awful down low. So San Diego State's eight wins in a row have come against Wyoming, San Jose, Fresno, Air Force. Reminds you know, me of a girl I once knew. Good up top. Oh, say, say it again. <laughs> I'm fucking oh, around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking around. Uh, they're the opposite of a butterface. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, USC Colorado tomorrow. Colorado, a two and a half point favorite. So even the odds makers saying Colorado is going to win this one. Uh, what are we thinking here? I'm going buffs. I'm going USC revenge game. I think they uh, remember the Buffaloes coming into LA and uh, beating them by 10. So I think, uh, I, yeah, I, I got a little revenge here. If you give me a couple points too, I expect it to be close. So yeah, give me USC. Patty C USC all day, every day. I'm sorry. I'm not fading. I'm kind of riding USC right uh. now. Well, you ride them into a loss, buddy. Oregon, Stanford, Stanford, a one point favorite. It's in Palo Alto. I think not Santa Cruz. I'm going Oregon. I think I am too. Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I'm not locking it. Stanford's a tough place to play wherever they're going to be playing at, but <laughs> I think Oregon's the better school. So give me Oregon. Northwestern, Minnesota, Minnesota, minus five, Minnesota can't afford this loss. This is a must win. I think I'm going to lock up Minnesota. It's at Minnesota. Already lo- yeah. Already locked it up. Minnesota, yeah. baby. Minus five. That's going to be a lock for me on the Gophers, Ohio state minus four in East Lansing. Anyway, the Spartans Sparty makes it three in a row. In East Lansing, yeah, there's a chance. Uh, minus four isn't a huge spread though for what Ohio State has accomplished so far this season. I it's so hard to like to choose between a, a recent trend and what you've seen all season. In fact, if if I had to choose what I've been doing, I've been respecting what they've accomplished earlier in the season. It's burned me a couple times lately, so I'm starting to like pay attention to the trends more. But overall. Cause, cause I, I was paying attention to the trends too much early on and I kept getting burned doing that. So it's a little bit of a back and forth. The balance UCLA at Utah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going okay. Buckeyes there. Well, one, one thing Michigan state needs to prove it to me one more time. All right. So they have two wins in a row, but the two games before that, they got beat pretty badly and Ohio state did beat Michigan state by 17 in Columbus about a month ago. Uh, like I said, I gained a lot of respect from Ohio state in the loss to Michigan. They're hungry to avenge that loss. I think they come in and they beat Sparty and they cover that four and a half. Must watch game, dude. There's so many great games tomorrow night. UCLA at Utah. I was just talking about that. Yeah, UCLA minus one. You know, UCLA. This is a scary game. Utah's played better basketball, and even with if you look at Utah's losses, 
They've been like, they, I think they lost a close one at Stanford, a close one to Cal. So even in, in their losses, they've been competitive. Any chance the Bruins lose in Salt Lake city? I think so. Well, UCLA enters winning three straight and Utah enters losing three straight, three straight. So yeah, give me Utah. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think, um, yeah, UCLA is two and six ATS on the road this year. Um, something about this. I, I just think Utah, you know, bounces back from their three game, their three game, uh, losing streak and UCLA is one, three in a row, but really not that good. So I just something about this game. I'm my, the hunch field go Utah. All right. And last game, I'm going to ask you, Patty C, did you go, are you going UCLA? Uh, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go UCLA. Okay. But I get when, when they are said. the better team overall. So I don't blame you for going UCLA. It, it, I went back and forth there. What, what was the spread um, on that? UCLA by one. Oh, give me UCLA. Easy. Okay. Wow. Wow. Just throwing Larry Kristoviak under the bus. Yeah. All right. Ohio Valley. And then we're going to get to some FCS college football. Belmont's 24 and one overall. They're almost undefeated. They're the one seed. Well, the t- tied for two is Eastern Kentucky. They're two and three, uh, or they're, depending on how you look at that Eastern Kentucky, my boys have been riding them all year. They're catching seven and a half at home. Nick, are you going to go with my colonels in Richmond, Kentucky? You know, your colonels had a little stretch there where, where they weren't playing the, you know, the greatest of basketball. I think they've rebounded from that. They've had a couple of wins and a couple of covers since then, but I don't like this game, but I'm going to go Belmont. I, you know, I think Belmont is still a notch above your colonels. And you know, if most of the time Belmont's laying like double digits. So if anything, seven and a half isn't that crazy, I'm going to lean Belmont, but I, I definitely don't love it. I'm going to stay away. Patty C you're going to go with your, uh, um, the colonels. Are you going to go with what is from one Bruins to the other? Actually um, <laughs> 21 straight for Belmont. Who is the best Bruins in college basketball? Is it UCLA or Belmont? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question this year. I might take Belmont. Um, I'm actually inclined to go with Eastern Carolina or Eastern Kentucky rather. Uh, yeah. To cover Look, I can't, I can't fade my colonels. Give me the seven and a half in the colonels. I don't love that one though. Um, all right. I want to tell you guys that the college experience, yes, the fine college experience that we are bringing you uh, is brought to you by better than Vegas, better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what hashtag DJs only care about sports betting, baby. And the best part is you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGPN crew. Make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page, sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. So you don't miss any of our videos. And if you're subscribed, you'll get a notification Every time a new SGPN video is posted. So go to sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our better than Vegas page today. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV baby. All right, guys, it's football time. We got 28 college football games this weekend. 28, 28. Is that fucking amazing or what? That is a lot. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That is amazing. Can we please do this every year? <laughs> uh, look, I mean, I'm, I'm still adjusting to the, the scene of the FCS landscape, you know, and, and understanding, or, I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of where I am with college, but ba- in college basketball, it's been a struggle, you know, to, to, understand. you just were in first place. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's gotten better. And I think over the course of the year that the day in day out grind of trying to pay attention to a it, learning computer as a learning computer uh, has paid off. And that same process is going to happen, have to happen with um, FCS football. Um, 
I, I don't know most of the coaches, you know, at this level. So it's going to take some studying, but you know, normally you just throw this in the, on the back burner and, you know, maybe check the score at the end of the game. If that, you know, yeah. during the fall, you don't give any, any, I mean, maybe you do Colby, but for me, whatever, I'm not paying attention to anything below like the top five of the FCS, you know, on a week to week basis. But now you got to look down the schedule. So I'm not even really sure what to do, but I'm just kind of using last year's statistics to project to, to this year. But I think that's what we're all doing, buddy. Yeah. Not a lot of, you know, sources out there, but I do think we're learning as the weeks go, just like college basketball. But uh, be Dude, perfect, perfect examples. Last Friday night, that San Diego, I'm sorry, not San Diego state, uh, South Dakota state and Northern Iowa game. We didn't know until after kickoff that the Northern Iowa offensive coordinator left well, and that that South Dakota state was on the third string quarterback due to injuries to the the first two dude. <laughs> right? And how so, did little details, how did their, the third string quarterback look better than the guy who took Northern Iowa to the he playoffs? Solid. Yeah. And, and right? I, I saw true for, freshman. I saw for this week though, that they might start the off. They have no, the D, uh, they released that three different quarterbacks could start for them. Um, so that's part of it. This not is part of the fun. The we, it's like college <laughs> basketball. It's not like uh, FBS college football, where we kind of know what's going on. Uh, well, not this year in COVID. I mean, it's the same way in college football this year, dude, we're picking Kansas state. They got 35 players out. we're picking Minnesota with 30 players out, you know, Virginia tech, 34 players out, seven coaches. So, I mean, th- we didn't know any of that in- information. More the same. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, here we are in the midst of, of uh, FCS. I consider this week two, they're giving it week three because of that one game uh, McNeese. But before we dive into that, I wanted to touch on Notre Dame saying they will not be part of the NCAA football series for EA sports uh, until they are able to pay their players. What's your take on this? Uh, you see what do you see? Why I don't like Notre Dame. <laughs> I mean, Notre Dame is always trying to be progressive. I, and I think as a Catholic, I, I understand what they're doing a little bit. They're, they're stuck in the weird position of like kind of being like, you know, Catholic church is not always the most progressive uh, of institutions. And so they, they as a university <laughs> understatement of the year, I take, I take. <laughs> uh, as a university that they, they want to, you know, stay attractive to college age students. And so they have to kind of put that out there. And they, I think they kind of overdo it sometimes a little bit, but Northwestern, they, they pick, they imagine themselves in the Ivy leagues, the Northwesterns, all these schools that, you know, want to be su- super over the top. Like we're doing the right thing. But it's like shut the fuck up and be part of the college. That's what you. That's what you are, Notre Dame. You're not a fucking academic institution first. You're a fucking yeah. football school first. And I'd I love mean, to see you still cut some checks to Tony Rice. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what What is Notre Dame without football? What does Notre Dame become without football? They're Holy Cross without yeah. football. Yeah, which is right across. And Rudy, he went to both. There so essentially, Holy Cross almost got as much shine in that movie as Notre Dame. I, did. I think it's a different Holy cross. I know, but that's still a Holy cross. Yeah. All right, <laughs> that's Holy what they would be. The, the, you know, the D one basketball Holy cross is in like, where's that? It's in the Northeast somewhere. It's not in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, okay. Uh, you see UCLA, you know, Michigan canceled their, their home and home with UCLA. So UCLA who's never scheduled an FCS opponent went and scheduled North Carolina central and, and Alabama state uh, from those are one swack, one meack. Um, I don't know if that's an effort just to, to bring shine and, and, and stuff to, to those conferences, but uh, 
what's your take on UCLA going? Well, first off, Michigan canceled that series. It was not UCLA, but they've never played an FCS opponent ever. There's only three schools that have ever done that: Notre Dame, USC, and UCLA. Funny timing. Now that your boy, uh, what's his face, the uh, commissioner is gone. Oh, uh, Larry Scott. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I just find it. Part of me is like, I think it's horrible, but part of me is like, well, I also understand that, you know, those schools, I would like to see them come up, you know? Yeah. Do you think, do you think UCLA really cares about their livelihood? Maybe. I I think this was an easy an easy, like publicity win. Yeah. Yeah. Also giving them some cupcakes. That's what I thought. That's, 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 that was my thought too. UCLA and who? North or well, they scheduled because Michigan canceled. Yeah. So they added North Carolina central and Alabama state. Yeah. For each yeah, season. Chip, yeah. Chip Kelly really cares about the, you know, the HBCUs and, and he, he really wants them to rise up. That's what he's concerned about. <laughs> so so sure. yeah, I'm all right. Uh, UCLA uh, is going to then yeah. put an FCS on the, yeah. So it's Next down year. to two USC and Notre not, Dame, not this upcoming year, the year after. Okay. Yeah. I know Notre Dame had been close to doing it too, or was it USC had been close to doing it? Yeah, USC originally did. And then they, they, they took it off. They took it off. That's right. That's right. So maybe UCLA can still take this thing off. UCLA. Um, I think Nick's right. I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta pop that cherry at some point. And so uh, they're trying you know, to look, yeah, they look, look progressive PR stunt. Yeah. 100%. UCLA is right in that same cat public Ivy. Fuck you. I was just looking at that. Uh, uh, paper that the guy at North Carolina wrote <laughs> oh. on like, Oh, it was a Harriet Tubman uh, or Rosa, Rosa Parks. Parks. Yeah. That yeah. was the greatest fucking thing ever. Oh man. If anyone hasn't seen that, Google that. That's some shit that would happen at UCLA too. Look, I'm with you, Nick. Uh, I think um, they're probably, it's probably a PR move. Just like Colby said. Well, f- first off, fuck Michigan for canceling. Mi- uh, so Michigan had both of them on. Yeah, It was a home and away. Okay. Each season. No, no. Yeah. Michigan had UCLA on the schedule. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they canceled. Okay. Okay. So I don't know. I agree though. Um, all right, let's get to handicapping these FCS games. We got Friday night college football when the Jaguars of Southern university traveled to the Hornets of Alabama state. Both teams were solid last year. The last time they played on a football field, I guess last year wouldn't be the correct uh, terminology here. I guess what? Two years ago, the last time these guys we're on a football field. Uh, both teams were, were, were decent programs. So we got a good game on Friday night here. We, let me uh, hit you with some stats here on, on Alabama state. I believe they were, well, actually they were five and five, but Southern was eight and five won the conference. So you got Southern Alabama state, Alabama state finished second in the, in, in the East side of things. So, um, what are we thinking here, guys? Southern is a seven and a half point favorite Friday night. Give me Alabama State at home, the Hornets. Oh, I'm going Jags. Let, baby. First off, let me correct you because Southern lost in the conference championship game to Alcorn 39-24. Yeah, but they're not playing this year, so they're the best team. Okay, maybe perhaps they won the regular season. Um, I just want to say that, Patty C. What do you think here? What's your lean? Uh, I'm going Jaguars all day. You know, agreed. Look at this. You're so not, I thought first you were a Hernan Hornet over here. I am a Hernan Hornet for life, but I'm not <laughs> so an Alabama I. State Hornet. That's right. <laughs> here I am you're, taking the Hornets. You're like non Hornet here. <laughs> yeah, and and look at this though. Look, and even if you pull up Alabama State's five losses, by the way, they played two FCSs. They lost at UAB by five. UAB won the Conference USA that year. Um, at Florida State, they lost by 37. Okay. 
So that's two of their. They're really better than that. They're really better than that. Give me Alabama State at home. Come yeah, on. Yeah, but you know what? Kadaris Davis is it has graduated. So you're breaking in a new QB. We look at Southern here. They got now they got a new offensive coordinator who has not committed to a quarterback yet. Oh. But, but Ladarius Skelton returns. He's a dual threat dynamo here, dude. Against Bama and M, he threw for 198 yards and two touchdowns while rushing for 238 and two more touchdowns. Boom! Beautiful. Can Meanwhile, t- they also bring back their top running back, Devon Ben, who has ran for over 1,500 yards the last two seasons. Speaking of rushing, the Jaguars had the best rushing attack in the SWAC last season at 228 yards per game. Which Southern is, which, is Southern outclasses your Bama State. No, which is Go why Southern. which is why you take Bama State because UAB had those exact. That's how UAB's offense went, run heavy. They couldn't pass with with Tyler Johnson. And guess what? Alabama State loaded the box, and UAB got lucky to they escape with a five point win. Give me the Hornets here all day, buddy. They're gonna <laughs> load the box, make that. And by the way, can we can we talk about how FCS has played like already twenty games or something? Not one three hundred yard passer. Football's back, baby. Real football is back. The way the game is supposed to be played. Yes. When quarterbacks aren't protected, we see what happens. Uh, All I know is that Ladarius Skelton's been stewing for about 400 days over that loss in the championship game. He's ready to put it on (laughs) your Bama State boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. You've been doing your research on Ladarius Skelton. (laughs) I'm impressed. Saturday, 9 a.m. Robert Morris. Do we know who Robert Morris is? We're going to, I'm going to look it up right Ooh, now. That's yeah. I'm interested because we've learned, we've learned who Sam Houston was and we learned who Stephen F. Austin was recently. Yeah. Well, here we go. I got it. Uh, Robert Morris is best known as the financier of the American revolution. Wow. Along with his he's, financial, he's a banker. He's a banker. <laughs> yeah. Robert Morris, the rich kid school. Well, look, they were seven and five. The last time they stepped up on a football field. And even that they played at Buffalo who was very good in the Mac that year. Uh, so probably a little bit better than their record indicates they travel to Harrisonburg, Virginia. They're catching 36 points. Are you kidding me? I bet Robert Morris and James Madison knew each other. Uh, they probably, they probably shagged the same woman. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, Eskimo brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Th- look, I understand last week that I took, who, who was it that the, that Jamie played? Morehead State. Morehead right. State. All right. I took 42 and a half points and I didn't cover. But Morehead State was a, a losing team in the in their in a worse conference. This is a better conference. They were seven and five a season ago. They played Buffalo better than I think what they were projected to. Give me Robert Morris plus 36 points. 36 and a half. Is that what I'm seeing right now? 36 and a half. Give me Robert Morris at JMU. Maybe they hang around. Maybe they pull the upset. Spr- oh, sprinkle a little bit on the money line, huh? <laughs> Nick, hey, they do have a, a, a returning quarterback in George Martin, who sounds like George Martin and Robert Morris are probably buddies. Also, I, was about to say, did, uh, I think George Martin definitely uh, wasn't. Wasn't he the the fifth Beatle? <laughs> I, I think he was. That's yeah. I think he was. I, I heard that. Uh, before. <laughs> anyway, I'm going JMU. I don't know, man. I made the mistake of fading JMU last week. I'm not going to do it again. I I don't like it. It's a lot of points, but give me JMU to win like 49 to 10. No, no, no. I'm inclined to agree because look, 
look, I don't want to jinx JMU. Okay. So that's always one angle here, but I did as a better get punished by JMU last week for fading them. So fuck that. I'm going to, I'm going to go big dick energy. I'm riding my boys and I'm riding the cover. Look last year, all of their losses, including the loss to Buffalo, who was better than JMU last year uh, by 28. They lost to Buffalo. They lost to Kentucky state by six Dayton by three Youngstown state is the only team that truly whooped their ass. And that was by 35 points. So hey, you mentioned it, Kentucky state. That's like D two. What the hell is the Kentucky state? Well, They're coming back from playing Buffalo and you know, <laughs> Bobby Morris. Let me ask you this. Speaking of Eskimo brothers, I was thinking about this the other day. What are the best <laughs> schools, right? When you went to that school, your friends would put it down for you. And you, you had girls lined up or you had a, a nice party to attend and pretty good. You know, what, what school is helping to Cause you got these like uh, unfriendly rivalries. Like I remember supposedly when LSU Ra- came Radford, I think it was all the, was the answer good. for all of us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you were Spe- getting- speaking of JMU though, not too far off. Yeah, I agree. Jamie yeah, would Jamie be in was fun. Uh, and Robert Morris too. <laughs> yeah, we've, I'm, all, I'm we've all partied to Robert Morris. West Virginia. I'm assuming fun. the chicks at Robert Morris are pretty ugly. Robert Morris is in Pittsburgh, right? I believe it's in Pittsburgh. Well, there you go. Right. Um, <laughs> Actually one, one of the only chicks I've never known from Pittsburgh was a absolute smoke show. So, uh, but they can't build you a house. Don't worry. Uh, okay. Next up Saturday morning, Northern Iowa at Youngstown state. This is a, just a damn good game here. Can the Panthers get back on track after really just a coach? Just the defense collapsed on the final drive. The coaching was very, very questionable. They hit the road. Youngstown state covers against North Dakota state. They, they, they this is in Youngstown, Ohio. Um, let me see if I can get some quick weather on Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, what, what are we thinking guys? Uh, Northern Iowa is a five point favorite. Oh, you know, speaking five, of five a, and a half, I'm seeing a team that is stewing after a fucking upset. I don't know if that was an upset, but it was definitely uh, rain, rain in the forecast, potentially snow. And then again, Youngstown kept it pretty close against North Dakota. Well, I mean, relatively speaking, pretty, pretty close. Uh, I think I was more impressed by Northern Iowa though, to be honest. So you said, uh, they're favored by five and a half, five and a half points on right the road. Now. On Actually, the road. Give me the yeah. penguins. Give me the penguins to cover that at home. I, I'm going to, I'm with you. Give me the penguins to get it done here. Uh, I'm going Northern Iowa. Look, Let us not forget that Northern Iowa was in the playoffs in 2019. All right. Now, last week I was on South Dakota State. R- correct, rightfully so. I was correct. <laughs> you lucky. But fuck. I'm gonna jump on the. I'm gonna jump on the <laughs> Panthers here. Uh, look, I can't take that team. That coach <laughs> doesn't understand uh, just what normal, the most basic yeah, <laughs> math. Uh, that coach has been around for 20 years. Yeah, well, granted, he's a bit maybe, old school. Maybe you should have retired. An, an old school coach years after ago. a loss is the coach you want. <laughs> he's like he's gonna light a fire under their asses. Well, look, Bo, Pol- Bo Pelini's not at Youngstown State anymore. He's at LSU and he's giving up 600 a week. All right, Youngstown State's got a new coach and they look he's pretty good. He's not at LSU anymore either. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's at he's at the the fucking bowling alleys in Baton Rouge getting hammered. Um, Give me Youngstown State though. That defense looked pretty good against uh, North Dakota State. That's a tough place to play. They actually had fans there. They returned to Youngstown. There's a chance of rain too, uh, or snow. So give me Youngstown plus the points at home. All right, this is these are great games, man. What a great slate. Wofford, Wofford, who's ranked at Chattanooga. Chattanooga was supposed to play last week, uh, but because of COVID, a few weeks ago they could not play. Now Wofford comes to Chattanooga. The mocks who uh, I think you guys might remember this 
when college football was struggling and it looked like no teams were going to play back in September, Chattanooga's coach said, we'll play anybody, high school teams, college teams, pro teams. We will come to your place. Just let us let's, let's, let's schedule these things. So I'm all on the moxie. Look, if, if they've had a month, they knew they weren't going to play last week against VMI for like a month. Uh, VMI also runs the triple option. Wofford runs the triple option. They've had time to prepare for this. Wofford's a two and a half point favorite. I know. Look, Wofford's the the more prestigious program here. But give me the mox to get it done. <laughs> uh, what is a mock? A mock. A moccasin. Yeah. By th- by the way, guys, so went hiking today. You put them on your feet. <laughs> I went. I went hiking today, dude, and uh, just about a thirty minute hike. Uh, one coyote, one rattlesnake, and one regular snake. Which I, I mean, regular. But- but no, uh, almost fist fights with people telling no, you to wear a mask. No, 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 no Ned Flanders, bitch statements, <laughs> no Tiger yeah. woods, uh, crashing yeah. next to you. Yeah. Nothing, nothing there. But, uh, look, if we, if we pull up, let's see what Chattanooga did, uh, a season ago, Chattanooga was six and six. Wofford was eight and three. Wofford beat him in overtime. Oh, I'm on the mocks. They got to come to Tennessee last year was at Wofford. Chattanooga played one game in the fall. They only lost 13 to 10 to Western to Western Kentucky. Uh-huh. But with all that said, I'm not going to fade my moccasins. Now I don't love this play, but I think Wofford finds a way I'm laying less than a field goal. Wofford wins by a field goal. Wofford currently number 11 in the country in the FCS ranks Chattanooga receiving votes in the top 25. They're receiving 21 votes. This is a great three, game. Eight and three versus six and six last year. Wofford number 16 in the uh, final standings. Give me the Terriers, baby. Look. I think Chattanooga not playing last week. That uh, that's got to only benefit Wofford. It's nice to have one game under your belt, kind of get back in the swing of things. That's why I lean Wofford should be a great game. But I think if you're prepping for VMI, that runs triple option. Wofford runs triple option. Give me the moccasins. I like that coach wanting to play anywhere, any, any time. Um, all right. Next up, we got Howard at Delaware State. Howard, Jay Walker. Remember Jay Walker? Mm. Yeah, he played uh, quarterback for the uh, Baltimore Colts. Yeah, and the Patriots. Patriots too, buddy. Uh, Howard the Bison. Howard product. Uh, yeah, Howard product minus three and a half at Delaware State. John Taylor's alma mater. Look, here's another opportunity, you guys, for you for you guys to ride the Hornets. Are you doing? I'm it? on the Hornets. I'm on the Hornets too. You know that that Howard loses their quarterback, Kalen Newton. Not Cam Newton. Kalen Newton. It's it's Cam Newton's brother. I think I knew that. I think I he knew transferred that. to Auburn to play wide receiver. Mm. Ah. So Howard is breaking in a new quarterback because Kalen Newton uh, last year, or I guess twenty nineteen, Kalen Newton threw for two hundred forty two yards and two touchdowns against Delaware State, but he's out of there. He's gone. Meanwhile, wow. Delaware State, I get a home dog. Sign me up. Well, uh, what Delaware state traditionally, I feel like hasn't been a great team that recently they were two and 10 a season ago. So Meanwhile, was Howard though. So was Howard. This is a ball game. Can't wait to watch this one. You don't just walk into Delaware state and get wins. Okay. <laughs> I think most teams actually do that exact thing. <laughs> now, what city is Delaware state? In? Uh, I mean, that's a good is there more than one city in Delaware? <laughs> Dover, Dover, right? Dover, Wilmington, and maybe uh, lose. Remember Wayne's World? Hi, we're in Delaware. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
shout out to all the all the fans out there from Delaware. I, I, uh, Nick's a big fan of Rehoboth. <laughs> <Hey-o>. <laughs> Dewey, uh, Dewey Beach was a party beach. Okay. Yeah. Ro- Rehoboth was a gay beach. That's why I said Rehoboth, buddy. <laughs> I know, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Delaware State is in Dover. Okay. I'm not wow. the guy in my late 30s and still single. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, look, I'm out there. Look, I, I, there's a reason why I'm quoting Union League football, buddy. <laughs> uh, look, are we all on the Hornets? Are you taking them, Patty C? I am. I'm, I'm a Hornet for life, baby. Okay. Well, apparently not with Alabama State, you pussy. Well, some right. of the time I'm a Hornet for life. All right. Incarnate word, the Cardinals. Patty C's favorite Cardinal of them all. Yes. Uh, they traveled to McNeese to take on Cody Orgeron. 1 0 after a 21 point come from behind fourth quarter. They, they, they scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to send the game into overtime against Tarleton State. By the way, can we talk on this for a second? Timeout on the on handicapping this game. Tarleton State, brand new to the uh, the FCS ranks, they beat New Mexico State, who's FBS, by 27 points, pretty much at New Mexico State. Uh, New Mexico State plays Kentucky and Alabama this upcoming year. How bad is that going to be? <laughs> <laughs> New Mexico State plays two SEC teams every year. Why does this happen, guys? Right. Why is Alabama playing a team that a division two team just throttled? Yeah. Tarleton state was division two just recently. This is their. I will say when I was looking at that game and trying to break that game down and obviously I picked Tarleton state at first, I was a little weary of the jump and like the lack of scholarships and everything. Then I looked at Del. it's not Delaware state, uh, New Mexico state's roster from 2019 to now. And dude, I don't know if it is, you know, because they were dropping back they had like a mass exodus. Yeah. Their top three quarterbacks gone. Like the top four running backs gone. I don't know if they transferred or graduated well, uh, or quit. One of like the top five receivers gone. Yeah. Like one of the so, quarterbacks went to UTSA. I know that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, that's just the skill position players. You know, my research didn't even show like the linemen and, and defensive players, but it seemed like they had just a like mass exodus. And that's why that scholarship thing wasn't really that important because well, and that's Regardless why also the amount of scholarships, you can't fill up your roster that quickly with new talent. Well, I also, they, they had, go ahead. I also wondered that the, the, the practicing, but they probably left because you couldn't practice in New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, certainly, I mean, yeah. you're dropping down in divisions. Who wants to drop down? You're a D one player. You're an FBS player. And like, yeah. oh, we're our school's dropping down. Was this exodus like, all right this, this past year? Well, no, they're going back to FBS this, this fall. Right. But what I'm saying is uh, Nick, how, how long ago did this happen? Is it, you know, was it, I, it happened somewhere in between when they last played a game? Yeah. Oh, I, wow. I couldn't tell you exactly when people left. So it's tough to, to find, it's tough to find information. Just go back right. and look at the stats from the last full season and the roster now. Yeah. And like, like a couple of the guys transferred to New Mexico. They're, they're probably like, well, well cause they, they played a <laughs> season. They played a season. Yeah. So they were exactly. like, yeah, everything was in limbo. Uh, all right. Incarnate word catching 11 at McNeese, the Cowboys. Now you look a season ago, McNeese, I believe was, uh, I believe seven and five and incarnate word was uh, five and seven. So these teams finished right next to each other in the Southland conference. And I think, I, I think they didn't actually play one another. Let me pull that up again. I don't are think, correct. Yeah. They did not play to their last year. So who, who knows what we got here, but uh, do you take the points. Do you go with uh, Cody Orgeron and, and this uh, 
this magical uh, never say die attitude in McNeese with the Cowboys. I mean, as much as I love that Cardinal, that incarnate word, uh, I gotta say, any Orgeron uh, energy has got to be BDE. So give me Cody, give me McNeese. You know, they, they it took them three quarters, they figured it out, but you know they're there now. Lake Charles, Louisiana, where they're playing this one. The projected weather for Saturday, by the way, chance of rain, but seventy six degrees. Boom. So it has warmed up considerably down there. Got a little trivia for you guys. What uh, is the only school in national history to have one uh, player lead the uh, country in rushing for four consecutive years? (laughs) I'm assuming it's got to be McNeese then. We just talked about him a minute ago. New Mexico State, three different guys led the country over four years. They must have been running some kind of system. This is back in the uh, 60s, 50s and 60s, but wow. pre- Preacher Pilot. Wow. Great Two-time, name. Uh, great name. Dude, hell of a name. Pre- preacher Pilot. <laughs> pre- preacher Pilot. Listen to the, co- the company he's, he keeps here as the uh, leading rusher in the nation. OJ Simpson. Okay. That's both good and bad company, but he's a Heisman winner. <laughs> Charles white. Another Heisman winner. Yeah, he was wow. a beast. Yeah. Uh, ooh, wait a second. There was a long break. Um, then we had Ricky Williams, another Heisman winner. Troy Davis wow. did not win a Heisman. Mm, Should have probably. And that's it. That's it. Preacher pilot should be on our radar here. Preacher Mexico, pilot, man. New Mexico state's greatest player ever. Sorry for interrupting there. Let's no, keep going. You're good. Okay. Uh, first I want to say the college experience midweek college basketball and FCS picks is brought to you by better edge, better edge, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. I mean, how cool is that? The best part is also it allows you to bet with no vig. Yes. Since you're buying positions from other sports bettors, there is no house. That's right. No vig betting legal in more than 40 States. It's uh, sports betting without a vig. You can, you literally can't beat it. Sign up today at betteredge.com. Use the promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's better edge B E T T O R edge.com promo code S G P guys. We're in the thick of this here. I mean, but let's can we just those 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 games I gave you, the Friday night game should be entertaining. Robert Morris JMU, okay, that's a big spread. Maybe that's a blowout. Northern Iowa Youngstown State's fire. Wofford Chattanooga's fired. Howard Delaware State is the game of the day. No, North Dakota State though travels to what is it? Cumberland Illinois, some something I forget. Southern Illinois, wherever Southern Illinois is located again. Oh, Saluki State. Like Carthage, Illinois. Where is that? I I feel like I've been there. Anyway, they take on the Salukis coming off a tough loss where their quarterback got knocked out in the first or in the second quarter. Carbondale. Carbondale. Yeah. Um, the Salukis. Carthage is in North Carolina. Cumberland is in Maryland, but you were close, buddy. But I've actually been to Carbondale. Spent, spent, and you've been to Carthage and Cumberland. There you go. You're just a world world traveler. (laughs) The bison. Come to uh, come come to uh, wherever the fuck you said, and uh, take on the Salukis. <laughs> Look, here we are. The Salukis catching a big number. I, I think this is a sixteen. Let me see if this adjust if this has changed. But uh, I believe it was sixteen. That's Where's not a big number. I saw sixteen and a half today. Yeah, I think it's sixteen and a half now. The Bison. Well, look, both teams. Oh, so Southern Illinois was ranked until last week. 
Um, I don't give a fuck. North Dakota <laughs> State is going to destroy them. This is a complete. I, this is a triple lock for me alone. If we could do that, oh, can I okay. put three locks and get credit for three? Sure, sure, okay. sure, sure. Um, this is your max whale play of of the year. Well, I, right. I am completely with Patty C. Unfortunately, I picked this game without them letting me lock this thing because I wanted to lock it, but I was just not paying attention. But and it's expected to be sixty-one degrees surprisingly on Saturday. So let me play contrarian. Okay. Oh gosh. Look, all signs are pointing towards North Dakota state. Obviously it's too obvious. I mean, South uh, Southern Illinois just lost 44 to 21 at North Dakota. And now they're only getting 16 and a half. That doesn't smell to you. Something is up here. Okay. I'm on board. I'm on board with that. You know, give me the home dog. I don't know. Something about this line just stinks. It freaking reeks. I'm not going to bet this, but I'm going to pick Southern Illinois just because I, I don't know, man, there's something about this game here. Well, where, um, they defended North Dakota state good last year. They played last year and it was North Dakota state won 21 to seven. Yeah. So they would cover that. Maybe they're basing it off of last year. Yeah. Could be Could well, be. And North Dakota and North Dakota state was a lot better last year than they are this year. Yeah, Lance was you playing know? ball for him. But so, uh, Trey yeah, Lance, man, give me the dog here. Home dog. Sign me up. You know, I'm going to check your spreadsheet, you know, in the next couple of days and make sure you, uh, you ride that stone. Lebonowitz is the quarterback <laughs> of Southern Illinois. Yeah. So they're going to need a, a strong performance out of stone. Lebonowitz. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a character from uh, uh cartoon network or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Tracy. What right. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, what's uh, that old uh, comedy with um, Belushi uh, animal house. Come on, help me out here. Animal house. Yeah. Okay. Is there like a, Still on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I could totally see that too. It's like the fat guy who's getting laid. You know, <laughs> he he does all these pranks. It's like, oh, he's, he's, you're gonna get Lebanowitz. <laughs> I don't um, know why that popped in my head, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's uh, continue on this this journey here. Um, Mississippi Valley State. Yes, Mrs. Jerry Rice is on my monitor. Travels to Jackson, Mississippi. Currently a ten and a half point favorite is Deion Sanders's uh, Jacksonville State squad. Patty C, what are you thinking here? I'm 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 all over Jackson State here. I am all over. I understand they just Wait. won four games a season ago, but they didn't have all this talent. Give me Jackson State to to cover that ten and a half point spread. They, he found his jewelry. We don't got to worry about that. <laughs> um, Ten and a half points is too much here. Mississippi Valley State was two and nine a season ago. Now Jackson State was just four and eight, but that was before Deion Sanders got there. There's a pep in the step going on in Jacksonville, Mississippi. Give me. I think it's Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah, whatever the fuck. <laughs> All right, it's it's uh, it's give me Jackson State to cover that ten and a half. They win by twenty one. Yeah, thirty five fourteen look, final. Prime time's just getting fucking started, right? When are the players going to start breaking out the dances? Is that that's what I want to know. Let's get some floss. I need chains on the sideline. Dion, he said, luckily I was wearing my chains. They need to do like the the Jacksonville Jaguars and put like the hot tubs in the end zone. They should. You know what I mean? That would, uh, that would be a little different for what, what would be a very Jackson, Mississippi thing to do. They should have like barbecue pit in the, like right behind the end zone. That would be awesome. Cause I would just sit there the whole fucking time and eat sandwiches and watch. You know how distracting that would be as a player. (laughs) You're just like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking pulled pork. 
Uh, hey, hey, slaw on the sandwich. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Slop it on there, right? Yeah, man. I, I don't God, fuck with. I look. Goddamn right. The uh, way that they, I, I went, I went cross country a couple of years ago where I did, I tried the barbecue in Austin one day, Memphis the next, and North Carolina a couple of days later. Yeah. The best, in my opinion, Texas. Texas country. I barbecue. go Texas, North Carolina. Then now, well, now you can't just say North Carolina because anybody that's from Carolina knows that there's Eastern North Carolina barbecue, vinegar based, Western North Carolina barbecue, t- tomato ketchup based. Well, I had the vinegar totally based. different. I had the vinegar yeah. based. It was, was delicious. Right. You were Eastern North Carolina yeah. based, but I still think Texas is, was the best. I um, think, I think if, if you, you know, went to a store that has quote, quote, Carolina style barbecue, it's going to be the Eastern, uh, Eastern Carolina style from what you're saying is, is that's the vinegar one. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Any, right. Any... Well, hold on. So Texas, Texas barbecues brisket. Yeah. And it was the best Carolina fucking... barbecues pork. So it's kind of like apples, oranges. Yeah. Well, I can tell you the one that tastes best in my mouth, Nick was the one in Texas. I didn't try Kansas city though. <laughs> All right. All right. Where the fuck are we? All right. <laughs> uh, you take a Jackson, Jackson state. state I agree. Yeah. Anybody, anybody not picking Jackson state is a straight up hater. Okay. Yep. I'm not a hater. Give me Jackson state. Come on, baby. All right. The, the Citadel treated me well in college basketball tonight. Why was that number so large? They were getting like 18 points tonight in a team that they barely lost to prior Citadel covered for me tonight in college basketball. So perhaps, <laughs> perhaps they cover in football. They hit the road to take on Mercer, not Ron, the mm. university of Mercer. Um, this line I'm currently seeing at, where are we at here? I'm trying to give you the light. These lines have moved when in the past 24 hours, pretty substantially in some games. Um, what the fuck? I'm not seeing it right now. Um, anyway, what are you thinking? Who, what are you going to, you're going to go Citadel to beat Mercer? Cause they're obviously the better program. Is it just me or is it really hard to get quality information here on these programs? I don't know, Nick. Okay. Citadel minus five and a half at the Mercer bears. There it is. I'm going to, I'm going to take the Citadel here. Mercer. They didn't have enough offense for me a week ago. Uh, Citadel and six and six season ago, Mercer was four and eight. So it was pretty close there. Um, you look, you look at this, at this schedule here, they beat Mercer by 11 a season ago. What are we thinking? I'm on the Citadel this time at home. Give me the points five and a half. I like it. You know, it's gonna be a close game. I watched uh, the Citadel against South Florida last year and and they actually hung around, but that's they did the not look, they the not look good whatsoever. Zone. That's the punt. The guy punted to the end. Yeah, zone. He was exactly. in the back of the end. Zone. Exactly. He punted. I can't get behind oh. that bad of a punter. <laughs> Give me Mercer. That was the greatest. That was yeah. a one yard yeah. uh, punt return. Not touchdown. even one yard, right? Oh, because yeah, yeah. it didn't get out of the end zone. That's right. It was a forward yeah. punt <laughs> and it didn't make it out of the end zone. <laughs> Uh, one of the best uh, plays I've ever seen. Box score says punt return touchdown zero yards. Yeah, <laughs> best return like, ever. What? <laughs> uh, I can't believe I'm back in the Citadel, but the Citadel plays Alabama. I feel like every year, so there's got to be some value in that. Give me the Citadel. Yeah, Stump Mitchell's alma mater, Nick. You you get up for those big I games. I did not know that. <laughs> uh, you're on the Citadel too, Pet. Absolutely. Okay, there we go. Look, look, this is just Saturday here. You know, we got a lot of these games. Dixie State at Tarleton State. You didn't think I was going to touch on this, did you? Both these teams were D2 schools a year ago. Now they're fixing to move up and play. They're, they're both going to join the WAC 
and be a part of the FBS in the next five years. Tarleton sounds State. like it sounds like you're back in in Jackson, Mississippi, saying they're they're fixing to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Except they'd be fitting to do something if it, that's the true lingo. Well, I believe there. Anyway, Dixie State's catching twenty eight and a half. Jeez, that's a big number. Tarleton has impressed. Twenty eight and a half. That's a big number. Give, give me the points when I don't know shit about a school. For some reason, Utah programs do well in sports. I don't know why they do. Uh, yeah. G- give me Dixie state to cover. I'm with you. It's too big of a number. I understand no, New Mexico state got oh, housed, but not that far of a trip. Actually uh, going from uh, Utah down to Texas, it's manageable Tarleton. You know, when you do consider the McNeese game though, they had, a, they've had a 21 point lead. What consecutive weeks now in the fourth quarter? Yeah. And uh, how much are they given? 28 and a half, 28 and a half. I got I got to go with Dixie. That's a huge number. Yeah. You got to go with Dixie. Okay. How about this one in Moscow? Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> I only wish this game was being played in Russia. Oh Eastern Washington at Idaho. It, the Vandals. Eastern Washington is only a five point favorite on the road here. Idaho is supposed to be pretty good. They, they, they uh, recently dropped to the FCS a couple of years ago. Ironically, they dropped to the FCS in a year. They went to a bowl in the FBS. Doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, Eastern Washington though, got perhaps the best quarterback in all the FCS. Uh, what are we thinking here, guys? Save for Trey Lance, the best quarterback that's playing. Yeah, and all the SCS. Yeah. Uh What's the spread on this one? Eastern Washington minus five. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me E well, Dub. Go ahead, you first, Patty. E Dub all day. I don't understand this. It's uh, it's 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 in it's in Moscow, man. When you come to Moscow, things. Happen. I am no commie bastard, so <laughs> I'm going to go Eastern Washington. Uh, yeah, I can't get behind a team in Moscow. Come on, give me Eastern Washington <laughs> to uh, win by double digits. I'll have you know, last year uh, Eastern Washington won thirty-five to twenty-seven. So it was a game. It was a game that was on the that was on the red turf, I believe. Um, so it makes there sense. It's the line. You got Idaho playing in the Asui Kibbe Dome. These dome teams, they're just, you know, there's something about practicing outdoors in the cold that toughens you up and. Usually whip the dome team's ass when they, I mean, how domes domes favor the better quarterback at Eastern Washington. Yeah. And Eastern That's Washington true. currently number 12 in the, the, the rankings here. So, uh, Idaho not ranked. Did they receive any votes? They did receive 12 votes to be ranked. Surprising so. that it's only five points. I'm not going to lie. You going to lock that one or what? Sure. All right. All right. Continuing down the line. Well, this game got canceled. Cal Poly at UC Davis. Damn it. But uh, and same with Rhode Island, Bryant, but Southeast Louisiana at Sam Houston state guys, this is going to be actually one of the better games, both winning programs a season ago. I believe what Sam Houston state uh, was the better team a season ago. No, actually, but uh, Southeast Louisiana was eight and five, Sam Houston state seven and five. Um, I'm looking at the current rankings here. Sam Houston state at 17. Southeast Louisiana at 18. So you're seeing a ranked game 17 against 18. This should be a game. The line I'm seeing at, I got more windows open than fucking Sam Houston minus six. There we go. Sam Houston minus six. Uh, Give me it's at Sam Houston too, right? I'm on Sam Houston. I want Sam Houston to get it done. They treated me well in basketball. I think because they were covering last time I saw, did they cover this tonight? This is going to dictate whether I pick pick them or not. <laughs> Last I saw, they were down four. Where are we here? 
By the way, Arkansas up 14 on Bama currently. Mm-hmm. Revenge after Bama beat him by 30 earlier. I was all over that. By the way, Sam Houston State did not cover. Abilene Christian wins by 14. Those bastards. Wow. All right, give me Southeast Louisiana. Give me the give me the Lions. They're my team. I took them uh, if, when we when we drafted teams. They're they're my uh, they're my they're uh, your go-to. My Southland team. Well, let me tell you about your Southland team there. Southeastern Louisiana made the playoffs in 2019. They beat Nova, Velanova in the first round, 45 to 44 before getting 73 points dropped on them by man, by Montana. Now, they do have to replace their quarterback Chason Virgil and their running back Devonta Williams. My hunch I was never a Virgil that, guy. I was a million dollar man guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's a little that's racist. That's kind of racist. Yeah. Well, I, was on, I was on Virgil. Yeah. No, I, I like Coco Beware. What are you talking about? Uh, the million dollar man was a kind of a slave owner. Yeah, I, I think it's specifically like a little racist to, well, look, to I, not be on Virgil. When I was know? seven years old, I didn't even know about fucking slavery, dude. I was just like, who is this guy in a gold fucking suit? All right. I'm saying he he didn't treat Virgil very well. <laughs> dude, yes. I follow Virgil on fucking Twitter. Do you really? Yeah, he's fucking funny, dude. Oh, he's, man. he's always sitting at Boost alone with no one around. <laughs> He's got a good fucking gig. He does. I, I, look, I got nothing against the guy. I just thought he kind of, they didn't give him enough play WWE. And I didn't understand. I was too young to grasp why he wasn't getting the fucking play. <laughs> the WWF right? is so fucking outrageous. Oh dude. They had iron Sheik. Yeah. I mean, who's great on Twitter, by the way. Yeah. All anyway. those dudes are the best followers on Twitter. Anyway. Get- so yeah. So anyway, I think 2019 was like the big year for South for Southeastern Louisiana. I think this year, they kind of, they lose all these, you know, they're most of their, their better players. I think they revert back to the team. They were in 2018 where they only won four games. Plus my guy, Eric Schmidt, the quarterback of the Bearcats <laughs> returns Eric Schmidt, baby. There we go. I've been, I've been, I've been like a, an, a, a, a competition <laughs> with go Bearcats on Slack here with uh, these FCS games here. So Go Bearcats. I'm riding with you on this one. Sam Houston state wins easy and they cover. Look, there's a great chance. Eric Schmidt refers to his dick as the Schmidt. Hey honey, you want to see the Schmidt? Check out the Schmidt. Give the Schmidt some love. Um, hey, can, can, can we play a game called suck the Schmidt? <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Okay. Uh, next up. Look, there's not a better photo. ESPN post tweeted this today. What's the best photo in sports? And I, I answered with Bobby Petrino's face when <laughs> after that road rash at Arkansas, uh, well, Missouri state travels to Western Illinois to take on the Leathernecks. This line is uh Nick. You got this one uh, loaded for me. Uh, yeah. Missouri state minus five. I'm on Missouri state all day. Bobby Petrino's uh, look, say what you want about him. He normally wins where he, wherever he goes. So give me uh Missouri state the bears minus the points to get it done against the leathernecks, man. I, the leathernecks such a great name though. Hard to fade that. That is tough, but you got to figure, I mean, who, who has more clout in the college game from a coaching standpoint than Petrino? Probably no one, right? Probably not. I mean, in FCS ranks. Yeah, probably yeah. not. Probably I mean, not. Petrino took uh fucking Louisville to the, no, it was strong that took them to the Sugar Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Petrino had him up in the top five at one point when uh, uh, Brom was there at playing quarterback. Yeah, and, and he's same. He had Arkansas playing good too with the who was that Michigan quarterback transfer? 
forget his name. Oh, uh, the really tall guy. Patriots, Ryan Mallet. Mallet. There yeah. you go. Um. Anyway, I'm on. I'm on Petrino to get it done. What are you guys on? Yeah, I'll take Petrino. I'm on go Leathernecks. I'm like, hey, I I feel like I'm laying. I I feel like I'm going mostly favorites here. So uh, I, I want a, a dog in the mix. There you go. All right. Have a little um, fun with it. Well, here we go. Here, Patty Patty sees Idaho State Bengals catching twenty and a half points hosting. Look, things happen in Pocatello. They're hosting the Weber State Wildcats. Do you take your Bengals getting twenty and a half, Patty C? Twenty and a half? I don't think so. Weber uh, in the aforementioned, uh, you know, Southeast Louisiana, getting past Villanova, then getting shellacked by Montana, seventy-three to twenty-eight. Weber goes on to beat Miami or uh, Montana the following week uh, in the quarterfinals, only to play James Madison and lose. Look, Weber is probably the number three team in the, I mean, I think they were the number three team in the country last year. So. 11 wins a season ago, Weber state. They did beat Idaho state in Ogden, Utah, 38 to 10 a season ago, Nick. Hey, I, hey when we did the uh, intro pod, I'm all over Weber state. They're my squad. Look out for running back. Josh Davis back to back 1000 yard seasons. He's got, he already has over 200 career yards against Idaho state. Expect a huge game and a blowout win for Weber state 20 and a half. Are you taking this one? Patty? So you going with your bangles and Give James the Brooks, bangles, James baby. Brooks, yeah, uh, Pocatella, you know, <laughs> Weber state's going to be yellow in Pocatella. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hop down too. this is, this is a, this is actually, this should be a little bit of a barn burner here. South Dakota, the coyotes taking on Illinois state. Both these teams keep a decent program. I know South Dakota struggled, had their struggles a season ago, but year in, year out prior to that, they were good. Um, Illinois State playing, uh, the, I think they make the playoffs almost, I feel like pretty regularly. Illinois State is a playoff team. Uh, last year, though, Illinois State 10, 10 wins. South Dakota just five and seven. Tough year for the Coyotes. Uh, but I think what uh, they played. Uh, where is this? Only lost by six. Yeah, only lost by six to North Dakota State in the playoff. I think that's probably as close as anyone played North Dakota State all season last year. And just two years ago, uh, they were South Dakota was a uh, a eight and five team ranked number fifteen. So just uh, just to, to give you an idea, South Dakota keeps a decent program. This is a, this should be a good one here. Where's that game being played? This one is at Illinois State, and that line is where are we here? Illinois State minus six, mm. somewhere in that ballpark. Look, I've always been a fan of Illinois State. I got to take my guys. Redbirds all day. Redbirds to take down the Coyotes. Even though I saw, I mean, actually, you know what? I saw a Coyote today when I was on my hike. It's a sign. <laughs> it's a sign from the gods. <laughs> it's a sign. Give me the Coyotes in South Dakota to get it done. I'm with you. Go South Dakota. Look, we all know James Robinson is not on Illinois state because he's on the Jacksonville Jaguars running for a thousand yards in the season. Neither is quarterback Brady Davis. So Illinois state, a little bit of a rebuilding year. I think South Dakota, I think their rebuilding year was last year and I'm getting points. Give me South Dakota. Patty C look, any school from Dakota these days, I'm going to (laughs) ride. South Dakota, North Dakota, the Mecca for football, South Dakota state, North Dakota state. Yep. Well, actually, well, this, that's my philosophy on Utah. So I like it. Both, both good, good schools for, you know, obscure teams. I like the Utah schools. You like the South Dakota schools. I like it. Well, uh, Patty sees that a crosswords here because 
South like Dakota. Did I say crosswords? Crosswords. <laughs> I'm at a crosswords puzzle yeah. here. Hey, uh, pay attention. Do the pod, Patty. Yeah, cross crosswords <laughs> here. Anyway, uh, the 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 Jackrabbits of South Dakota State, who have three quarterbacks, apparently that will be probably solid because that third string quarterback looked pretty good. Travel to take on North Dakota, Grand Forks, North Dakota here. Uh, North Dakota looked great in their first ever Missouri Valley game. They were seven and five as an independent a season ago, stepping up into their, the FCS ranks. This is year two. And now they're a part of the Missouri Valley conference coming out with a huge win against Southern Illinois beat Southern Illinois by more points than North Dakota state did last year. Wait, North Dakota was not an FCS prior to last year. I don't believe so. They're jumping up for some reason. I feel like I thought they were, uh, you know, a different conference, perhaps? maybe in a different conference. Okay. I'm not 100% well, sure. Well, I know last that. year they were independent. Okay. And I know they're brand new to the Missouri Valley. They're coming into a now. big league and yeah. coming in and making a strong performance out the gates. Um, and South Dakota state's a seven and a half point favorite on the road in the dome. Do the fighting Hawks take down the Jackrabbits traditionally in the animal world? I feel like they do. Yes. This is <laughs> very much in the Hawks favor uh, in reality, but um, I am going to say that I mean that that hook is a little bit of a. I, I think I'm taking the Fighting Hawks here, guys. Give me the seven and a half. I saw some holes in that Jackrabbit defense. You're right, a little bit. Yeah, and, and North Dakota looks solid. I don't know South Dakota State. I'm just gonna assume that was an aberration. Northern Iowa, a very good team, some good competition there. Now I do respect North Dakota, but I think uh, South Dakota State is a premier program in college football. They're gonna cover seven and a half. Nick. Jackrabbits. Uh, once again, they they were my my team in that conference in the Missouri Valley. I think the hook is baiting people into taking North Dakota where the, when they shouldn't. I think a South Dakota State wins by ten. You you bastards. He's a psychologist. You Colby got sick played. bastards. Okay. Um. <laughs> let's let's hop down. We got the Skyhawks of uh. Well, actually, I think that's Sunday. Hold on. Let me uh see if I have some more Saturday games to cover. Lamar at Nichols. Nichols dropped 87 points in the first game. <laughs> we can stop having yeah. this conversation L- right now. L- Lamar plus 21 and a half at Nichols. Do we just all take Nichols? Yes. I agree. No, I'm, I'm taking, I'm Lamar, taking Nichols. Three touchdowns. Take, they just scored 87 points. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm on Nichols all day. Okay. Elon Phoenix at the Gardner web running bulldogs. This line is too big. Elon gave away 19 to Davidson last week, right? Davidson covers. Elon did come back to win that game. The Phoenix uh, they're at Gardner Webb and they're giving Gardner Webb 18 points. It's too many points. Give me the running bulldogs to get this done. Agreed. Why the hell is, is Vegas giving 18 points to, or, you know, having Elon being favored by 18, 19 points every week. What, what have they earned? What have they done to, to uh, deserve this? Yeah. Gardner yeah. Webb. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. Um, What else do we have here? We have, Furman at VMI Furman. Who's uh, top 10 in the, the rankings here laying 23 and a half at the cadets of uh, Virginia military, uh, both triple option teams, I believe. Right. So I'm still going to take Furman. <laughs> Furman finished number 21 last year, eight and four VMI five and seven. What's the spread on this again? Colby 21 and a half Furman to cover that. I think Furman's 23 and a half. I'm sorry. Not 21. And Ooh. Half. Ooh. I mean, Furman is significantly better, but what they do a season ago. So VMI was five and seven. Actually, maybe I'd, Furman was eight and four 
VMI five, five and seven. Twenty three and a half. When they played uh, the last time two years ago, uh, they took down VMI sixty to twenty one. Mm. Let me build on top of that. Even though VMI has senior QB Reese Yudinsky back, <laughs> the last three matchups between the schools they play every year. Furman has won 42 to 10, 49 to 13 and 60 to 21. Mm. Neither of those games are within 20 points. Give me the Paladins. Yeah. And, and all of those were with head coach Clay Hendricks. He has their number. Give me uh, give me Hendricks to get it done. I'll, I'll ride with uh, Furman after those stats have been pointed out. I appreciate that, Nick. Uh, okay. Well, let's keep this thing going. Texas Southern at Arkansas Pine Bluff guys. Did we just pick this one and get the fuck out of here? Both teams were trash last year. Who are we going with? The spread is uh, where am I? Where am I seeing this thing? Where the fuck am I seeing this thing? I don't even know if I have it on here. Anyway, Arkansas Pine Bluff six and five last year. Texas Southern zero oh and eleven. A spread is a pretty important. Uh, Hold on, I have it. I'm just trying to find it. I have it. here. Is that a Saturday game or is that a Sunday game? Have we, I believe have we that's, moved uh, on to no, Sunday. I believe that's Saturday. That's a Saturday game. Um, man, I, I had this window. I think I must have closed it when we were talking. Um, I think Texas Southern. I think Texas Southern was like a 14 point favorite, somewhere in that range. I'm not positive. I don't have it in front of me, but I, I thought I saw that earlier. I'm pulling it up. But if it's that, who are you taking? I'm going to take the points. I mean, both teams suck, so give me some points. Yeah. Well, yeah. I will say this: Texas Southern uh, coach Clarence McKinney was in his first season last year. Although, um, who do we say? Uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff um, was the other team. Yeah, uh, Cedric Thomas, second year coach last year, so much better initial, well, second year showing for uh, old Cedric there. But you can expect some growth from uh, typically a second year coach. That's usually when one of the bigger jumps happens for a team uh, that said, you said the uh, spread was 20. No, I'm trying to find the spread right now because no, I'm, I'm pulling it up here it. now too. Okay. Buy us some time, so, some time, Patty, keep on talking. All right. Well, let's take a look at the uh, Texas. Uh, <laughs> let's take a look at Texas <laughs> Southern's <laughs> offensive line. Huh? Steve Wilcox, the Tigers had two players placed on the uh, preseason, all SWAC teams. Uh, second team, uh, wide receiver, Trent Davion Dixon and, uh, second team linebacker, Julian McCantel. Um, nice. I think they're probably lacking a little bit in the talent. Uh, if that's all they could muster as two second team players, whereas the preseason all swag teams for the golden lions of Arkansas pine bluff included first team running back and first team wide receiver, Taylor Porter and Dewan Miller a first team defense alignment and Jalen Stewart and a second team. All right. I don't know. We had some technical difficulty with NC Nick. Hopefully everything worked out here. Tennessee state tigers at the Austin Peay governors, it, it, the governor's league 14 and a half. What are we thinking here, guys? I, I saw this team and they had no offense. So there's no way I'm taking, I'm laying 14 and a half with the governor's offense. Give me the tigers. Always been a big fan of Tony the Tiger. So uh, ten- Tennessee State plus fourteen and a half is my play. We're bringing you the in-depth analysis here. <laughs> uh, Tigers agree. Yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee State. State. Got to take Tennessee State. I watched Austin P. That offense was horrible. 
Tennessee State has the most fucking wannabe LSU uh, logo ever. <laughs> have you seen their logo? I have. It is. It's it, a tiger, and the TSU looks like an LSU. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, totally agree. Same They're colors. Biting the shit out of LSU. <laughs> but I like that vibe. Ride with it. Let's go, Tennessee State. All right. Uh, Tennessee Martin, uh, the Skyhawks travel to the Murray State Racers, where UT Martin, six and a half point favorites. Give me the racers plus six and a half. Are you kidding me? Seven and five versus four and eight last year. The Skyhawks having the edge there. Home, home dog it up. Murray yeah. State. Sprinkle agreed. some on the money line here. Well, they beat Murray State 40 to seven last year. So I'm going to ride uh, UT Martin. Oh, there. He's going with it. Okay. In the final game of this weekend, Tennessee Tech, the Golden War Eagles at the Jacksonville State big Gamecocks. Uh, <laughs> Jacksonville State laying 12. And guess what? I'm laying the 12 because I like this Jackson State team. That's what she said. <laughs> I like a big Lay game. The 12. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Gamecocks by 21. Giving it getting it done here. You heard I'm it riding first. with you. Yeah. Penny C? Uh sure. Always, always gonna go for a big <laughs> cock fest. So uh Jacksonville State is my choice here. All right, guys, this is the college experience uh, midweek recap and FCS college football picks. You better start thinking about yours. First off, give us a five-star review on iTunes. Say some nice things about us because we're bringing you all this content despite NC Nick's mic getting cut off for six minutes. Um, Just get over there. Give us a five-star review. Say some kind things about us. Also, uh, you know, give us a follow on Twitter. I'm at the Colby D. Are you trying to silence me? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) What did I say? Cancel culture on Nick right now. Uh, <laughs> Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore NICK. Give us all a follow and uh, make sure you check out the Sports Gathering Podcast on Twitter at the SGP Network. All right, this is the College Experience Midweek College Basketball Report and FCS Picks. You better start thinking about yours. And we out. If you want to grab a snack, grab a farm-rich snack. Mmm, something about that song just makes me hungry. Well, any requests? Oh, how about some mozzarella sticks instead? Folks, it's time for me to grab a snack. Feel free to do the same. You can find farm-rich in the freezer aisle or online. This next one goes out to all the cheese lovers out there. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.